now entering the Bass Galaxy. This is Teal's Bass Galaxy. I'm your host. This podcast is about raw, real conversations with real awesome people about bass fishing, bass boats, and heck, there are no limits in the galaxy. Attention all Bastronauts. This podcast is supported by the Bass Galaxy's title sponsor, Waypoint Angler Supply, the Midwest's new landing pad for hardcore anglers just like you and me. If you're looking for the sneaky goods you can't find anywhere else, look no further. Waypoint Angler Supply has the largest offering of JDM tackle in the Midwest, and they are right here in Minnesota on Lake Minnetonka. This is truly a place every bass fisherman in Minnesota needs to visit because we finally have a tackle shop in the state that's as dreamy as the ones you find down south. And the staff at Waypoint Angler Supply understands the various needs of us anglers, which is why you'll find the selection there so enticing. Ross and the folks at Waypoint Angler Supply are passionate about carrying the right stuff, providing an authentic customer experience, and they listen to the anglers. And it doesn't end at JDM baits. They stock all the top U.S. brands, as well as local Minnesota brands like the Selka Fishing and Customs, Arsenal Fishing, Bait Lab Custom Swim Baits, All Terrain Tackle, Bagley Northland, Outcast Tackle, and more. So stop into their store on Lake Minnetonka or visit their website, waypointanglersupply.com. That's waypointanglersupply.com. Use the code GALAXY20 to save 20% on your next tackle binge. Today's guests are Champions Tour staff. This is an exciting preview into the Classic Bass Champions Tour season here in Minnesota. We've got tournament director Paul Newman and Champions Tour staff Glenn Walker and Jack Gavin. And we're going to look at the Champions Tour season for this year. Let's check it out. Galaxy Podcasts to listen to you in the tractor binge? planting. Are you going to binge? And I was going to binge while I was planting corn. That's cool, man. And I forgot all about it and haven't listened to any for quite a while. So what, Desperate Housewives on, on your phone? No, there's other things I watch on my iPad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got two iPads in the tractor. Hell, yeah. One for monitoring the planter, and the other one's for Amazon Prime and HBO Max. Heck, yeah. Nice. It drives itself. You got to have something to do. Well, when you do get to that binge, um, all I'm going to say is Chad Smith's Super Soaker has a name, and I'll leave it at that. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Chad Smith's Super Soaker has a name. What does that have to do with me? You'll find out. Uh, the Newman. <laughs> Hello, Newman. Are we rolling? We're rolling. We are up here in beautiful Malax country. Jack, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank my thank my parents. Um, yeah, we're at the at the place here in Walk On Bay. 
So heck yeah, we've got media day tomorrow. Yep, yep. Yeah, we got the uh, first ever kind of dedicated media day for the Champions Tour. So yeah, really, really excited. It's gonna be beautiful weather tomorrow, and uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And like typical Champions Tour anglers, they were pre-fishing today for media day tomorrow. Yep. I love it. Yep. You gotta look good on camera. Like. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm pre-fishing tomorrow during the, That's my during the I media like it. time. I like it. I, I pre-fished today for media day tomorrow, but I was not pre-fishing. Do we I ha- just needed to go fishing. Do we have the real Libel app queued up for media day tomorrow? Ooh. No, there will be no real Libel app tomorrow. Tomorrow you just go have fun. Time out. Next year it. we're doing it. Next year we're <laughs> uh-huh. doing it. If Media Day All right. participants are pre-fishing, we're doing. We're setting up an event on the Real Live Well app next year. Just do a straight old-fashioned like Calcutta. Hey, Teal, you want to be in on this? What would yes. you throw down uh, for a Media Day Derby? Yeah, uh, a couple hundred. <laughs> Come on. What? I mean, this is, is a special. A lot or a little? That was a lot. Media That's day a lot is me. a special invite deal. I'm thinking a G. Jeez. <laughs> Jeepers. How many boats? Jeepers. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to tournament direct it, so this ain't on me. That's why I'm pushing up the fee. But if he let me in, I might be willing to negotiate. Yeah, I'm out. That's all, right. all I guess. All right. I guess I'm <laughs> too, rich. too rich. Too rich. Your blood. Too rich. All right. <laughs> No. All right, fine. I already spent my entry How about money 10 bucks? for the year. Already, I'm already too deep on the entry money. I don't put it back in the slot <laughs> How machine. How about 10 bucks and we'll just come I up with a cool it. media day trophy? I like that. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of firsts. In fact, this is kind of the first Champions Tour preview ever mm-hmm. ever before recorded on a podcast. And uh, kind of cool to see how far the Champions Tours come. Over the years, I mean, how when was the Champions Tour officially started? And for people who don't know, this is probably the top tier level, every fish counts tournament series in the Midwest. And it's owned by Scott Bonema, who founded this. And it's kind of revived kind of that big circuit tournament in the Midwest that kind of the Silverados yeah. or some of those used to fill. Yep. Um, and it was what, 2018, 2017, 17, yep. Yeah. So we worked with Scott <clears throat> on the classic bass website, um, for a few years. Just if, if anyone remembers that it was, you know, boats that use boat sales and, um, you know, we worked with him on that and, and some content on the website. And he came to us with the idea of starting up the champions tour. It was his, his idea. And, um, that's kind of where our responsibility shifted to, was to, start helping them out with that and, and marketing it and getting people involved, obviously. And, um, yeah, 2017 was the first, first champions yep. tour season. Yep. And um, I don't want to stop you, Jack, but for those that don't know, Jack, you especially are behind the scenes at the tour. Glenn, you are behind the scenes. You are, you know, both of you guys are the heart and soul of putting this tour together. But for everybody who doesn't know being, you know, Glenn, you're a little more out front. Jack, you're definitely behind the scenes. But Jack Gavin and Glenn Walker, they're with Providence Marketing. And uh, the Champions Tour, we hired you guys to work with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to get this off, I mean, I think you guys are really the heart and soul of the organization of this event, oh, the behind the scenes guys. I mean, I am the tournament director, but I, it is the loosest <laughs> definition of tournament director ever. 
Um, I, you know, Glenn and Jack, they're planning locations and venues and this and that. I, I just really got to worry about the rules and stuff. But I just wanted to make oh, sure everybody oh, knew who you guys you. were and what you really do for the tour. Oh, thank you. So let me ask you this. If you had to be a tournament director and weigh fish, could you? I could I? Absolutely. Okay. Would okay. I? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Would you go like the, the, the butcher shop apron or rain suit? Ooh. I don't know. Fish. I don't know. I, you know, my tournament director, I mean, you guys said, you know, the tour started in 2017. I've been a part of it since 2019. 19, so yeah. I kind of got in this a little bit later. And my number one goal is to emulate Mr. John Hesse, the best tournament director I've ever fished a tournament running. Um, and he had a guy by the name of Gary Borchard who weighed the fish. And John just guessed the weight of the bag because they were all Berkeley trilene weighing bags, the old plastic. <laughs> and depending on how high the fish stacked up to the trilene logo, he could guess. He was good at it. So I'm thinking if I had to weigh fish, I'd find me a guy like yeah. Gary to weigh them for me. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of more my style. Yeah. There you go. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, to your, to your point, Teal, I mean, <clears throat> um, we've come quite a long ways. I mean, 2017, we kicked it off, and, and obviously under the, the Every Fish Counts format, and um, you know, tried to get it, get it online where people could watch and track it. And, you know, I think over the years we've, we've tried to fine tune that as best as we can. It's, I mean, it's not easy. We'll be honest. I mean, technology is always a fun thing and service and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, we started out doing a little bit different thing and now with the, uh, the real live app, that's really changed things for us in a, in a positive way, big time. Um, and that, that has helped immensely and, and, you know, it's it's our own app that that Scott owns, and um, we obviously use for the tournament, and, and other groups can use it for their tournaments, mm -hmm. and that's really evolved a lot of things. But um, yeah, to your point, it's it's come a long ways with the whole you know, technology and digital online features of of tournaments that you see across the nation now, um, and it's something that you know I think we've we worked hard on, especially Glenn for sure. So well, thank you, yeah, appreciate well, it. The real live will app to me that is kind of the specialty secret sauce behind the scenes that i mean for anybody who doesn't know like what all goes into making an app and working with a company to make an app i mean i, I can't and nobody imagine. at this table knows i, I can't imagine that so I for the record i, I do not make apps i am not a <laughs> coder or it. developer okay so but yeah so what is really cool with the real live lab so going back to 2017 we used another scoring app um, online and weren't really sure what we were going to get. Um, there was no information out there. Um, and I think at the time there was only really two options. One you had to pay, one was free and we went with the free one because it had, I think it worked better for what we were wanting to do. And the first inaugural event was out here on Mille Lacs, and we're sitting there at Rocky Reef Resort, and all of a sudden, there's some issues with um, this other app, and uh, and we're not able to make any edits. So then Jack and I were sitting in Rocky Reef like, okay, what are we going to do? So, I mean, when people say they have on-the-job like training or on-the-job problem-solving, like... Jack and I and Scott and his wife, Nancy, like, yeah, we've had like the first year. I mean, there were times when we're like, okay, 
curveball. Like we need to pivot pretty quick and figure it out. And uh, so, yeah, so that was year one. Year two, we also started here on Mille Lacs with another app. Um, and it worked fine for about the first five minutes. And then it literally, there was so many fish catches going in and so many people looking at it, it crashed. Like it straight up. Yeah. I mean, it was like black Friday sale and it just burned. So we had it. (laughs) So then we quickly went back to the original app for that year. So then after that year, Scott decided we're going to make our own app. We worked on it. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, so we have some great, you know, partners that use it. The, um, you know, the, the Student Angler Tournament Association or Tournament Trail, uh, Student Angler Tournament Organization, which is the Virtual Fishing League. Uh, TBF uses it for their state tournament, which is this, this will be the third year. So even though they do way tournaments all season for their state tournament, they do catch way release. Um, uh, who else? And then what was pretty cool. So the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic. Last year they used it, and we um, developed a feature where to turn it into basically a virtual live leaderboard. So the St. Jude is obviously a catch, you know, put your best fish, six fish in the live well, bring them in. But to be able to give the fans, the anglers, um, you know, all the people that donate to that organization that instant knowledge of who's doing well, um, a member from our team is at that event entering in. You know, so if you and Dane are fishing it and you weigh in, you know, six fish for 20 pounds, he enters it in. And so then it populates um, and it and it and he's entering it in where it gives you your average for the six and your big fish. You're not just doing one entry for, you know, one fish at 20 pounds. It's actually 20 pounds for six fish averages it out. So, yeah. And so that's the great thing. What we've developed with the app is it's very customizable. Um, tournaments can do use it for you know, best fish, but big fish tournaments, um, the Minnesota or the teen challenge event, uh, they do some things up in Canada. We're using it there. Um, yeah, so it's very, very cool. Um, learned a lot and, you know, definitely, it's definitely, I think, like you said, it is the secret sauce that really allows the champions tour to do what it does. Um, and while I said what a lot to do, what it does, we can't do it without our boat officials. So I really want to thank them. Um, I mean, every year these high school kids come out, you know, give their time. And I guess more so thanks to their parents, um, for getting them there. I mean, we've gone to Vermilion, we've gone to Pelican. Um, I mean, and that's not just getting in the car at, you know, an hour before takeoff to get there. I mean, that's a, that's a commitment. So, um, yeah, so the boat officials are definitely the life, you know, they're part of the lifeblood of our organization because without them, you know, you guys wouldn't be fishing. I mean, it's, you know, you got to have someone with you and there's, you know, there's only so many people in Minnesota that want to be in the boat and not fish. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, on the boat official thing to me, if you're a kid wanting to get into tournament fishing more or wanting to learn more about the sport of bass fishing to me, like when I was a kid or of younger years, I was an am for the Silverado and that was priceless. Mm -hmm. Like learning for me as a kid. So the opportunity that these ams have or marshals, excuse me, have on the champions tour to me is priceless. And I think those parents, you know, supporting their kids and what they want to continue to learn and what they want to continue to, Mm -hmm. uh, excel at that's perfect for them. And 
with you guys in that real live well app, even as a fisherman fishing those tournaments, I'll say it's really cool for my family or my friends mm-hmm. to be able to follow along during the tournament. Yeah, I think and that's honestly, the best thing. Yep. It provides an experience that people in Minnesota really haven't felt before with tournament fishing that you kind of bring the spectators yep. and the audience and all of these people who care about the fishermen along with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact you can beautiful. jump on and see, you know, you pick out, you pull up the leaderboard and you can see who's doing well and boom, hey, there's Aaron Teal, my favorite angler. Let's see what he caught, click on it. And now I can see the actual picture of every fish he mm-hmm, caught. Right. You right. know, so I mean it's not, you know, a full live stream of you guys catching them, but man, it's the closest thing we can do. But it's really sure. mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, people are really loving to follow it and watch it and you get to see the fish and this and that, which you know, everybody wants to see fish. Yeah. Yep. I mean I don't care where you are in the world. People are enamored yep. by pictures of fish or a big fish hanging on the wall or this and that. We're just going to do it over your phone. Yep. So mm-hmm. no, I think absolutely. I think that's another way that the Champions Tour has evolved a lot is is you guys as anglers um, are are understanding that aspect more and more every year in terms of the boat marshals and and the high school anglers and just incorporating them into the day. You know, I mean, obviously you guys are fishing for a lot of money. You're fishing to qualify to fish for a Skeeter boat. There's a lot on the line, but I think all of our anglers have done an incredible job of, of you know, making sure that that boat marshal has a good day and learns something. You're not, you know, you don't just go blinders and don't talk to them all day. Mm-hmm. You're right. you're including them in the process, including them in the day, teaching them some stuff, showing, you know, this and that. And I think every year our anglers are, are, are figuring that out more and more that, hey, if it wasn't for these these kids, we wouldn't be here. So let's make sure that you know they get a lot out of this, which mm-hmm. they one hundred percent do. So I, that's kind of a a little bit of a an overlooked feature or mm-hmm. aspect of the Champions Tour that's it's huge. You know, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you, Jack. And and I think that's really 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 important about what we do at the tour. And I think it was definitely a vision of Scott's is that we're a group of guys who want to fish competitively. We want to fish for a lot of money, um, boats and prizes and this and that. But at the same time, we're recognizing that this sport isn't just about us on that day. Mm -hmm. It's about so much more. It's about mentoring youth, getting them into this, teaching them how to fish it. It's, It's really about just not only are we here to compete and fish for a whole ton of money, and this and that, but like, wait a minute, there's also other aspects of life going on here that we need to incorporate too, which yep. I think all of our anglers, like you said, are really doing a great job with it. So we're teaching these these kids, these high school marshals, not only how to fish, how to this and how to that, but also that it's not just all about putting the blinders on. Yep. And I'm here for $13,000 and nothing else because yep. there's so much more in life about that. And I think that was a big vision of Scott's. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys of anglers have embraced that. And that's what I think Scott's wanted and all of us have wanted. Yep. Yep. So I think that's a great segue. Um, so this year we're doing a pro-am event. Yeah. yeah. And so that, and that this is Scott's vision and I, and this has taken several years to put in place, partially due to COVID that kind of set us back on it. But so this year, the day after our Whitefish Tour event, we have a pro-am where all you tour anglers will be back out on Whitefish the next day, fishing with a randomly paired boat official as your am, and instead of an every fish counts, it's your best seven. Oh, best seven. Best seven. 
Still yeah. through the lot. Okay. Still through the lot. Yep, yep. So the app will automatically call be your, your fish. Your memories of a Silverado yes. event for you, Teal. Yes. Yeah. All right. You get to fish as a team with your amp. Yep. Those were great, man. Yeah. It was cool. I, my pro didn't back boat me. Well, you, know, you got an opportunity nice. to back boat to your amp this juice. year, but you better time. So, yeah. right. so to right now, what are you going to do different for a pro am seven fish compared to an every fish count on whitefish? Well, if you're asking Matt Thompson, absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, no, I'm. I think if it was five, I would say smallmouth. I would probably target more smallmouth, maybe for see, the pro. So am. three guys that you can't catch our... seven smallmouth too. <sighs> on white, uh, come it on. Depends on the lake. On. on whitefish, it depends on the day. It's pushing, like it's pushing. Yeah. It is whitefish is not a like a. A numbers fishery for yeah. smallmouth, from my experience, past the spawn. Yeah. There's but. more fish off the end of Jack's dock and walk on more smallmouth at the end of his dock than there probably are in all the whitefish. <laughs> and there's a lot of smallmouth in whitefish. Don't probably. get me wrong. There's just a heck of a lot more off the end of his dock. You should have had this podcast on the end of his dock. Yeah. From the sounds <laughs> of it. Like hey, wacky dude. Senko around. Hey, you have the yeah. first live Aaron, you catch. This spot. Um, Aaron, you pick this spot. I was presented the options, Paul. And you this gotta learn was how to pick outside the pick. box. Correct. I was a li- in a little bit of a hurry today. You got you all this to play going doctor. on now. Oh yeah. So I can oh, see yeah. how that's interfering. Someday I'll be the silver fox like you, all in good time. No, no there's only one silver fox. I'm hiding. My... Scott Bonima. Yes, that's there's right. Only one. That's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. So the pro am I think will be a great event to give back. Um, it'll open. I think it'll show people the the opportunities that Catchway Release has for other events because it's not just the every fish counts. Um, so yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, totally, totally a way to just again pay back. Yes, those those high school anglers yep. and again their moms and dads and the commitment that they make mm-hmm. to travel all over the state with us and um, it's it's their opportunity to get in the boat and actually have a, a fishing rod in their hand yep. for once you know i wanted to make it where you guys just guided them and they were fishing a tournament and you had to weigh their fish but <laughs> i got overruled so. so appreciate whoever did that yeah um <laughs> not that you know we're all about giving back yeah. and to be honest it's an honor as an angler um to fish the champions tour because to me it it, it truly is the premier run event i've never seen events run so smooth and uh, you guys do such a good job making us anglers just feel well taken care of. And uh, you bring in that bigger picture. And holy smokes, it's a learning experience. And uh, like it's an honor to fish, fish the tour, too. So just really appreciate. Nobody really sees all the work you guys put in or all the phone calls you take. All the work Jack and Glenn do, you mean? Yeah, yeah, not Newman. Yeah. Uh, Mostly kidding, Glenn. Mostly but... Glenn. Mostly Glenn, actually. No, I... <laughs> Newman gets the phone calls. Yeah. I get, well, I've been doing a pretty good job at diverting them only to you. <laughs> so a lot of people think you're the tournament director, not me. So I that's... have a question. What's the most common phone call reason you get as a tournament director? Like, what... If there's a phone call that you get more consistently than another, because I know you get a lot of them, what's like the classic? That's actually a great question, but it's a hard one. There's so many excuses that fishermen have, <laughs> you know. You know, I don't. And Glenn, maybe you'll agree with me on this one. I don't know if that's one question, but I think no. Wait, it's a series of questions. Time, time me out. <laughs> 
or series. Time out. Hang on here. Hear me out. What I think it is is it's not what the question is. It's that we get a constant amount of questions based off information we've sent out via email on the info sheets. Yes. There you go. And yes. so yes. it's the answer is always the same. Go look at your emails. We sent you yes. the info. So the question might be different, but it's all on that info sheet that we emailed out. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and kind of like Glenn, our, Glenn called me today and uh, I was like, yeah, what's the address to Jack's place? And he's like, I texted you that. <laughs> See what I mean? I the like, answer is always oh. the same. Check your phone. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Must be a bass fisherman. Yeah, that's Jesus. exactly what yeah, it bass is. Bass fishermen don't check their email, apparently, I guess. No. Or text messages. No. That's that's yeah. even next level there. That's yeah, that's impressively message, yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's remembering past text messages. Yeah. Like, so on a, on just, a weekend? You, you just, the problem is, though, is that if they show up on your screen and you get the preview, you kind of know it's there. And if you don't do anything with it, you still have the notification to remind you to go back and look at it. But if you click on it and read it, the notification's gone, then you forget all about I've it. I've made that mistake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's what combines are for, right? Uh, no, they're catch for, up on uh, all the old texts. Oh yeah, yes. Don't they drive themselves? The planner down? was going to aren't be they the, self driving? The planner was going to be all about catching up on the Basque Galaxy, but I failed at that this year. <laughs> I got you. No, all in good time. The good news is, is we're not deleting any yet. Good, so, good. There you go. Yeah. Good. I'm sure mine's the first one to get deleted. <laughs> so, so who picked the schedule this year? So scheduling is started about October. It's done by committee, and then it's vetoed later on. Yeah. So, and, and what people need, you know, we get a lot of input from you anglers, and we would love to go to any lake we could, but we need to have cell service because to have a politician with an answer like <laughs> pretty that. Good. That's yeah, pretty good. Because that was, we need to have wow. service for the app to work uh, at its peak, and and also to get updates out there via social media. So. We always take that into consideration. So we kind of put together kind of a hit list of options. We look at possible venues. Um, the one thing that unfortunately did come out of kind of the whole COVID thing is many of these on-the-water venues, are they're wanting to maximize their dock space, bar space, on the peak summer, hot, peak summer days. So that's why when people are like, well, why are you guys fishing on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? It's like, well... That's when we can get in there. Smart. So it's also a little bit less boat traffic for the anglers mm-hmm. on the water. Um, that It opens up anglers allowed to fish other things, be with their families. Right. So it starts kind of with a, a hit list of lakes, looking at venues, um, you know, working with the DNR, seeing, you know, what makes sure we're not conflicting, looking at other tournament organization schedules so we're not so we can try and get as many anglers in as possible, um, ensuring that we don't have conflicts with the high school organizations for boat officials. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, kind of once you get in, a, get in a groove a little, we don't like to, you know, beat a dead horse to death and, and keep going back. But when you go to a lake and it works from a venue, from, you know, a logistics perspective, we do like to go back. So it's a, it's a two, three-year cycle. I mean, there's some years yeah. where we'll go back to back. Then we'll take two, three years off and go back. So, and 
I'm glad you brought that up, Aaron. And yes, that was a wonderfully political <laughs> answer, Glenn. And that's yeah. but that's the God's honest truth. The reality of the situation is is that when we have an event of this size, I mean, you got to check certain boxes off. That's you know? what I was going to ask. The, what's the criteria? Well, a I got to have a body of water big enough to fit all you guys. Sure. Okay. And because we do split the lakes, it's got to fit. You know, you got to be able to fish both halves, this and that. Has to have bass in it. It has to have bass mm-hmm. in it. But there's so much more behind the scenes. You know, and a lot of actually, that is one of the biggest questions. You to go back to what you previously asked about what's one of the most questions you got is why did you pick this lake or that. why can't we go to that lake? Uh-huh. That's probably the answer to that question right True. there. And and really behind the scenes, there's so much more involved into about where we can go than I think anybody realizes. And I'll throw out lakes to these guys, to Scott, Glenn, Jack, every year. I'm like, hey, let's go there. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we can't because of this. And I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. Um, but there's so much behind the scenes. Trust me when I say this, that we want to go anywhere we possibly can. But there always ends up being reasons. I mean, we got to have... Not only lodging within a reasonable distance for you guys to make your lives easy. You know, that's a big consideration. The body of water is a consideration. Cell service is a consideration. (laughs) But to go back to our marshals, I got to get marshals there. Yes. And I got to have accommodations for those kids. So, and then there's there's other things. I got to have a site where I can fit 65 boats at a dock. Um, I got to have That's enough boat ramps to get you. I mean, and there, I guarantee you there are things that are equally as important as all those I'm not even listing mm-hmm. off. But but the yes, I'm answering two questions now. The previous one and the number one question is why can't we go to this lake or why do we yeah. always go to that lake? The other the other answer is, is there are so many things on the inside internally with us to be able to do the events that we do that we have to accommodate that the list is so long I can't even list them all yeah, off right now. It's it's like a happy medium of you know try to mix it up a little bit and not go to the same places over and yep. over and over you yeah. know same places other trails but also be realistic about it. So it's it's almost impossible to do it perfectly, right? But yeah. you know, we do our best and and we know the places that work, so we continue to visit them on a somewhat regular basis to again like Glenn said not to to beat a dead horse, but it's, it's just like that happy medium of, of realizing where it works, but also mixing in some new places. You know, we've seen in the past years with the championship where we, you know, throw in some oddballs, some smaller lakes, cause we have fewer qualifying boats, obviously, um, you know, diff- just different things like mm-hmm. that, where again, just, just mix it up a little bit, but you know, just because of some of the things we do, we can't go too crazy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, I can definitely see that with this year's schedule. I mean, it was kind of a very happy medium, but I do mm-hmm. like the diversity. I mean, the first event, we're going to the dirty, dirty, largemouth <laughs> capital of Minnesota and South Dakota, yep. which, yep. I mean, to be honest, this is the first, besides a river, true dirty, dirty water place we're going yep. to. And yep. granted, I haven't been out there this time of year to know if the pond weeds got it cleaner and the algae hasn't bloomed yet. Um, and what sure, is the name of this like place we're starting at, Teal? I believe it's nicknamed Pigstone. Yeah. <laughs> his, his voice, his voice quivered a little there before he said it. Pigstone. You know, and, and yes. it's one of those lakes where if you've been to it, you have like these um, traumatic flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these just big bass tearing out of the water I mean, and it's yeah it's a grease hole dude. i mean this, this i love it this is the preview show for the 2023 mm-hmm. tour and we're starting yep. off at big stone lake in ortonville yeah yep. yeah june 22nd yep 
before we get into Big Stone, I do have a question, and this is not an angler Pig stating his opinion whatsoever, but uh, was there any pushback due to lack of like smallmouth events this year? Do you get that from guys? Oh, I'm so sick of you guys in your small. No, um, <laughs> I'm cool because we're going to like schooling largemouth places. I think it was probably you. well received. It I, mean, was, I feel I, like we've been almost a little smallmouth heavy at times. I would agree. So. Yep, I think majority of our anglers are looking forward to a fresh breath of non-smallmouth dominated venues. It'd be a little bit. Yeah, it's just different. I mean, you can't do everything in a year. Um, and yeah, changing up, change is good. You know, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've been to Vermilion a fair amount. Yep. We've been to Mille Lacs a fair amount. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think guys, and you know, it just the format throws a interesting wrench into all that, obviously. Um, but I think guys so far are welcoming the smallmouth, oh. and you know, you, you consider times of the year too. You know, like Lahamadu. By the time we're there, it's been confirmed. Aliens from another planet have landed on Earth. Sources say there's been two confirmed landing points for these extraterrestrial beings, one being Japan and also, unexpectedly, in Minnesota at Waypoint Angler Supply, a local tackle shop on Lake Minnetonka. With the ever-expanding universe, it's no surprise that there are other planets out there that also share our love for the sport of bass fishing. And to Earth's surprise, this latest visit came from extraterrestrial fishermen light years away and many innovations ahead when it comes to fishing equipment. Some hypothesize these beings came from the planet of Naboo, matching up with Mayan folklore dating back thousands of years with fishing equipment ahead of their time. It has been confirmed they left things never seen before by an Earth-born bass. Waypoint Angler Supply is the premier space station in the bass galaxy and has tackle that could previously only be found in Japan or the planet of Naboo. The Waypoint ship is full, but we don't know when the astronauts from Naboo will be back. So hurry in to Waypoint Angler Supply today and stock up on that Area 51 Planet of Naboo JDM good good before your buddy is whooping that sweet ass of yours. Stop into their store on Lake Minnetonka or visit their website, waypointanglersupply.com. That's waypointanglersupply.com. Use the code GALAXY20 to save 20%. On your next tackle binge. Aliens are real. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by just north of Memphis Barbecue. This is world champion barbecue. If you smoke meat and you don't like good barbecue, I do not know what to tell you right now besides you need to try some of this stuff. They've got their rub. They've got their sauces right on their website. They've got their famous dry rub award winning seasoning that you could put on ribs brisket pulled pork chicken wings anything you like to put on the smoker on the oven on the grill any meat you like to cook you need some of this dry rub seasoning in your life but don't forget the sauce because that's award-winning world champion sauce here no matter what flavor you like they've got three different sauces and they are all good you can drink them straight out the bottle we've got sweet christies for all you sweet loving barbecue folk 
we've got Christie's Mischief for all you spicy bass anglers out there. And then we've got Christie's Gold. And they'll sell all three of them in a combo. But you need to go to their website right now. It's jnomemphis.com. That's jnomemphis.com. Dry rub, sauce, barbecue. Let's go! It's it's not a smallmouth situation, mostly. Yeah, Maybe no. a little bit. Yeah. But well, it's, so it's... now that'll be interesting because last year the state tournament was won with, by uh, Kobe Koenig with a mixed bag. Yeah, but it wasn't day one all smallie. Might have been. Yeah, yeah. might yep. have been. And yeah, so that true. Yeah, that, yeah, but that won't be an every fish count thing. But I think day one he had five for twenty. He had five big ones, I think. Well, I think like Lahamadu and Whitefish this year, to me, what I've learned with the Champions Tour versus, say, fishing five fish events out there, not that they're super different, but like that Champions Tour, it really opens up mm-hmm. everybody's style of fishing yep. to the point where you can win on Whitefish or Lahamadu on docks in the slop in some mid-range mm-hmm. or banging offshore schools with a little sprinkle of smallmouth in mm-hmm. both of those right. lakes. So I really yep. think, you know, everybody should be able to find room yes. and hone in on maybe what their deal is going to be. And it seems to just depend on the weather and the day on, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to, yep. who's going to take it home. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. but getting into Big Stone, what was, uh, so there's been a little bit of hype around the state with the lake and whatnot, but uh, it's cool to see us kind of changing I think nobody really knows what to expect out of Big Stone. I yeah. no one really knows. It's still such a new. I mean, how long have? Well, I'm sure South Dakota Club and Western Minnesota clubs have been fishing tournaments out mm-hmm. there forever, keeping Ron's it a been secret out there for a while. Um, and they didn't keep it a secret long enough, apparently. <laughs> but it's only been a few years that you know big tournaments have been going out there. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, five, five. Or let's five call years. it five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and it turned in like one big tournament to like five, maybe. And mm-hmm. the the sheer size of that body of water, um, I don't, I don't know how anybody could know what to expect. Right. I mean, I, I I've never been there personally. Haven't been there once. I um, found it on a map. Nice. <laughs> I, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think it, you know, just totally again. No experience, so I'm just talking of you know some chatter I've heard or whatever. But it seems like that time of year potentially could be fairly tough, um, you know, in terms of how the weed growth is looking, and I mean it could be pretty choked out and things like that. I mean it it could be fairly tough fishing for all the excitement and the, mm-hmm. you know crazy bags that come out of there and you know all the talk about it. So it'll be, it'll totally be interesting. I, I can't talk too much at, to it personally because again I don't have experience, but. It sounds like it, it could be a tricky time of year, which, I, I mean, again, I, I won't be the one fishing in it, So, uh, but it, it could be could be kind of interesting in, the, in that way, you know? Right. Well, and there's been guys who've said the lake fish is kind of small. I've heard that a little bit, but to me, that's a little bit more so on the every, like, best five scenario. Sure. Well, see, that's also, that's where I was going with that, is what to expect, is that I hear the same thing, and I'm just like Glenn. I've never... Or, Excuse me, I get you two confused Jeez. all the time. I've known it's tough. you forever. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jack said I've never been there. I don't. I just hear chatter, this and that. Um, just going back to my just history fishing lakes that aren't really fished a lot yet is it seems like the initial perceptions are quite a bit that the fish aren't everywhere. 
But as more and more people fish him, you come to find out. I mean, back in the 90s, fishing this lake right here, I mean, we all thought they were on the south end. But no, they weren't. They're everywhere. They've been living here for 100 years. Um, so I'm, I'd, I'll be curious to find out with Big Stone if that's mm-hmm. the case that once, because in a five fish derby with no lake splits, you get to go where you want to go. Sure. Right. Um, we're going to force you to go everywhere cause you don't know where we're going to send you on tournament day. So that is the one thing I'm really excited to find out is, is my hunch correct that we're going to discover there's some areas that. People aren't, you know, uh-huh. necessarily, and I, and and I'm not saying there's any. If the fish are everywhere in the lake, this is not a secret to everybody. There's plenty of guys that know it. They're just smart enough to keep their mouths shut. I, I'm talking about perceptions here. Perceptions are that they're the fish aren't everywhere. I'm wondering. I'm I'm hopeful and I'm curious to find out if you guys can kill some of those perceptions. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. I'm just this is a preview show. We're analyzing and mm-hmm. speculating. This is like being a weatherman. I can be wrong <laughs> without and me not talking in trouble for it. I think it's going to spread out more than people think. To me, it's going to depend how tight some of them early maybe schools. Well, the, yeah, and of course, uh, what the fish are doing up, is going to affect up. that. But yeah. and that yeah, to I mean, me got... is all how it's going right. to lay out is how much they group up. Sure. Yep. Um, that to me is what it's going to boil down yeah. to, and that I don't know. Well, you've been and, there, so you. In my mind, you're a much more reliable source of intelligence than any of us sitting here. In my mind, if it's like August, September, yes, it it can fish small, but there's, I think it spreads out if we're talking just needing bites. Yeah. Well, it's just it's been an interesting year. I mean, no matter what lake you're talking about, you know, it 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 was a late spring. The ice went off late, but now it's been super hot. You know, oh, for, it's now it's degrees. like an early spring. Yeah, so it's like, did we catch <laughs> right. back up? Or are we ahead still? Or are we behind still? And it, it depends on what fishery you're on. I mean, and we spent a bunch of time on Minnetonka last week fishing for the Minnetonka Classic, and it's like, it was still hard to figure out. I mean, the weed growth looks like it's the ice just went off in a lot of places. Right. <laughs> but also, like in my opinion, anyway, the largemouth spawn was mostly done. So it's it's really all over the mm-hmm. map. You know, out here on Malax right now. It, feels like the majority of the fish are spawning so it's you know that yeah i went out on the big lake today and to me there was this bed here a bed there no cruisers anywhere and so like and i'm bringing this up because this is the the coolest thing about fishing is perspectives and what you see in different places you know we actually got to go found two hours and out of our lives to go fun fishing a little bit today so glenn or jack i'm talking to you i did it again must I went, be a, I went too. It's a yeah, you did. That's true. You were probably on <laughs> well, the phone the whole time. Actually, though. no, I wasn't too. <laughs> I caught a few while yeah. he was on the phone. Yeah. Well, but where I'm going with this is is like your impression and the area and I know which areas you've been fishing, and it's like the majority have spawned, or they are spawning, and that makes sense. Some of the areas I went to today, I went there purposefully looking for pre-spawn fish, hoping they hadn't spawned yet. And what I saw, I'm like, wow, there's a few up here, but there's no cruisers. I'm thinking I need to go out to 15, 20 feet and find a pile of pre-spawners. So that's the really neat thing about fishing is perspectives in different parts. Now, you got to be in a really big body of water to experience that, which we are. Um, But that's the cool thing about it is nobody's right. 
nobody's wrong. These are just the perceptions that we've gathered from what we have literally seen. And yeah. we were in two totally different parts of the lake. I, what was the water temp where you were today? Low 60s, mid 60s? Yeah, I think I saw 66. And then we oh, you sure. know, went out to the mouth. I mean, we were just fishing in Wacon here in the bay, basically. And you went out to the mouth of the bay and fished some of the rock stuff. And it was down to, you know low 60 62 yeah i the warmest i found today was 59 and i went yeah. looking for 52 and i found well, it's, 54 it's, it's just crazy because yep. it's Jeez. i went i went looking for the coldest cool. water i could find on wow. purpose because i wanted to catch fish a certain yeah. way i didn't cool. want to go wow. look at them on a bed yeah. i wanted crazy. to catch a big mean fat we should talk after this about where yeah. that was because that mm. sounds better than bed fish well all eyes were agree. in there thick let me yeah. tell I you agree. the bass weren't yeah i mean but, we're, we're talking yeah. malax now and malax is just a giant giant fishery with you know, zillions of smallmouth, obviously. And, and this year, especially, I, I mean, I, I fish up here a fair amount in the spring and it, the water temperatures and just like the, the stages of the lake are, are more variable than I'm almost ever seen. Like really, we, you just had early on where again, the ice went out, what, seven days before opening day, a week before opening day. And we had some wild wind that pushed the water around like crazy. And I mean, the, the difference in water temperature, depending on if you're on the east side yeah. or the southwest corner or, you know, here in, in Wacon and Isle area, like it was just drastic. I mean, 10 degrees and that, yeah, it's a big fishery. So that's not too out of the ordinary, but almost, almost different than I've ever seen on Mille Lacs where again, I mean, we're in what, June 3rd, 4th today, whatever it is, Five. And 5th and, uh, you know, to still have some pre-spawn fish, I, I'm sure there are yeah. is is pretty wild with the temperature yep. mm-hmm. we've had. I mean, it's been like August weather the last yeah. 10 days. Um, but it's just, it's hard to warm up a 132,000 yeah. acre lake. <laughs> well, the other thing too, is I guarantee you the 52 to 54 degree water I found today. The only reason I found it, well, I went looking for it on purpose, but I guarantee you three days ago it was probably 65. Right. It's just, we've had an east wind for three days yeah. and that blows the warm water to the other side of the lake. And then the cold water comes up. And that's probably why the only fish up shallow were betters. The cruisers probably left because the water got cold right. because of the wind. And on big lakes like this, the wind will blow the warm water to different ends of the lake. And uh, you can chase water temperature. The problem is, is if it's not staying that way for a few days, the fish get really messed up. But right. I guess that's probably why I found it that cold right. today. Is, and I went to that area on purpose totally because of that wind direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just trying to save on gas, so we just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, me just gone, yeah. No, but I mean the point is, it's it's a little bit all over the map. Ooh, there's this a bass spring boat and... out there right now. Oh, he's dropping the trolling motor. We'll go yell at him. Let's he's... open the shades if and he, we can if watch he hangs him and his, commentate. If he hangs his sinko on the dock, it might be getting to the point where it might be Figgy. Shades. Yeah. Yeah. It actually might be yeah. John Figgy. That'd be cool, Figgy Smalls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guest appearance. But yeah, the the point is it's really hard to predict where big stone is going to be at. And, mm-hmm. you know, just in terms of the status of this spring, like it, and again, it's not a place I'm familiar with, but, um, you know, with this drastic warm up we've had, it feels like the vegetation in a mm-hmm. lake like that is going to just explode. It probably already has. Ah, the but, weird thing to me about that. And I was going to bring this up is pondweed is a cold water plant. Yep. And what curly I've seen on the lake. Pickleweed, we call it. Curly leaf yeah. pondweed, yeah. And in these the dirty water that... lakes, it is very dominant. Early. Typically early mm-hmm. through the end of June. But we haven't seen a warm-up like this. Mm-hmm. And I've been on a few lakes already where that curly leaf is starting to die. Already. Nope. Already, mm-hmm. right? So you think about a lake like Big Stone mm-hmm. that has a max depth of 
12 to 16 feet. Heating up quick. Heating up real quick. Well, that and it, like a big, big stone. stone. Yeah. Big, yeah. <laughs> big stone is far enough west that they're in a whole other ecosystem. So that curly leaf, that vegetation, to, the Almost, other thing oh, I noticed is it, it didn't get a chance to grow up. Sure. In that in that window. So it really yeah. might do the opposite of what we're thinking. the worst choked out, like the least choked out. Interesting. Yeah. Like anyone's ever mm-hmm. seen it in June. So I could be wrong. I'm no biologist, especially in the it aquatic smart. variety. That sounds smart. That, that is smart. You know, that's, that's not, what he's a I'm bass curious. fisherman. He's really good I'm at sounding smart. That. I'm curious about that. No, I hear you're totally right. Yeah. I mean, we see it. You see, you know, I mean, I fish a lot of little ponds around home and, you know, pond weed, pond leaf dominates those little lakes early the first month of the season. It's just choked out. You yeah. maybe have an inside edge and that's about it. And then it's gone when it right. warms up. Yep. And if it's so warm so early, is it just never going to? That's an interesting point. We'll be curious, right? Right, totally. totally. blows my mind, not to get on this subject, is a lot of places the lake associations will pay to spray the curly leaf in early to mid-June, and it it just always surprises me. Because it's two weeks before the Let's just turn the the forest into a parking lot. About to die. Like, you don't kill a guy two weeks before he's uh, yeah. uh, like in hospice about to die. You know, that's like what a lot cool. of places do anyway. with the curly leaf. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. well, I'll rant over about that. But so we're going to go in to start predicting anglers. We think we're going to do good. Before we do this, do you want to take a quick break? We'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Stone, who do you, who do you guys... Uh, Who's who's your like picks for Big Stone? We got a couple of new anglers who are kind of from that region who could be I, real dangerous, and there's a lot. Of good I anglers, think so. uh, of the newbies. I think the one would probably be in the favorite category for Big Stone. Lyle Held, right? Who's your yeah, maybe who you're mimic, maybe that was who one of the local folks. Maybe who I you're mimicking for to. the hair choice right now. Let's pre-qualify this. I mean, though. he's doing his own deal with that. Yeah. yeah. Let let's pre-qualify this. For all of the new champions tour anglers this year, we have a lot. Welcome. We, we are yes. so happy to have you guys, and I can't wait to meet all of you and get to know you. Record total if, too? 60? Yeah. Well, we opened it up to 65. But let me just finish the statement. If yep. I butcher names, I apologize. Like I said, I welcome to the tour. I can't wait to meet every one of you this year. It's going to be great. But if we butcher your names tonight, we're sorry. So, okay, go Disclaimer. on. Yes. So, Disclaimer. That's all. all right, I had to get so, that off so my chest. I think what we, for each event, we each pick a two. Each of us picks two. You pick a newbie and then a vet. Ooh, two? That's hard. Okay. Two. So, right. So, for Big Stone... I'm going to go with Lyle for my rookie. I'm kind of like the umpire. I'm not allowed to pick favorites. It doesn't matter. I think three. You need a dark Fine. horse, too. Fine. Oh, okay, dark, dark horse. Okay. I like it. My dark returner, horse. veteran, Brad Leiferman. Okay. Okay. Power fisherman. Yep. yep. Um, That's and, a lake that fits. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Dark horse. Dustin well, Buffalo. You're cheating. You're I don't have the list, so Buffalo. I'm just going to copy okay. you. I... <laughs> uh, He's cheating. He's going through the list. Yeah. For newbie, I got to go Lyle Held. He knows that lake probably He's from inside that area too, and out. Isn't he? Yeah. Um, for veteran, I'm going with Chase Hall. 
he just Ooh, he went yeah, sack right there last haul yeah. last fall and an app like twenty nine something that's for five. Well played, sir. Yeah, um, he's obviously spent some time out there. And my dark horse is actually Noah Schultz because he's had some uh, tough events out here. The, out oh, there. the dark horse. He's had some yeah, tough events. No one. Dark no one. Horse. Here's why. Here's why. He's had some tough events out there. And when Noah Schultz is mad at a lake, yeah. I say look out. But isn't but the... my honest pick is Aaron Teal because you have to have confidence in yourself <laughs> in this sport. And if you don't believe in yourself as an angler, you should probably just keep Absolutely. it on the trailer, bud. Hundred percent. So I'm hung up on this. I dark picked horse. four. I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm I'm breaking That's the fine. rules. That's fine. You can't pick Tom Brady as a dark horse. I said Noah Schultz. That's what I'm saying. Do you need saying. me to pronounce it? Noah's kind of the Tom Brady of the tour right now. I don't disagree. That disqualifies him from a dark Fine. horse status. Fine. I'm going to go with Noah Schultz for my veteran pick then and Chase Hall for my dark horse. Are you Love satisfied? It. Absolutely Is that satisfied. better for I'm you? Happy. I'm happy. I, I'm going to just cheat the answer and say I feel like Big Stone is probably going to be one of the most unpredictable events we've had in terms of favorites what you know however yeah, you want to look yeah, at that like it's valid i i mean again don't disagree it's just, i i wouldn't even know where to start i mean yeah some of the guys that have had success in the past for sure you can't you can't you know discount that for sure but just the time of year and and for a lot of guys you know you look at i, I believe i could have this wrong but you look at like matt peters two-time angler of the year you know one of the most established you know, best performing champions. I don't think he's been to Big Stone. I think I, I think I saw Thompson? that. No, I don't. Matt Peters or Peter, uh No, he has not. Right. So, is so, that one of your picks? I, I'm not saying that, but it, it, that's just why it's kind of a, a wild card where almost any other lake mm-hmm. I would throw Matt in there, but he's never been to Big Stone. I'm not saying he's not going to do well because he probably is, but it's just it seems like a very unpredictable event because. Not everyone's been there. Even the guys that have been there have been there two, three times, whatever it may different be. Different times a year. Yep. Different times yep. a year. It's a weird time of year. It's a weird spring. Um, Jack, so again, not, my thunder. not to not to dodge the question, but uh, I just think it's it's really unpredictable. I mean, it's a shallow fishery, so you know, you look at guys like John Figgy or whomever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like, but I I just I have no idea. Um, We're not gonna let you not answer the questions. So can I go okay, first? Done some okay. dodging. Can I you go? Can, let him can I go Jack, first? Well, since, he, ahead of you? since he's sitting right over here to my left, I kind of like Dan Vaselka in the event. Uh, like Dan, have pick. you ever been there before? I like that yeah. pick. Okay, there, okay. Dane's been there. He's been there. Dane's he's been there. there. He's he could win out there. Yep, yep. I'm going. I'm going. Dane is Dane the dark horse favorite or the veteran? I don't can know. He be a, is, how much, I don't know. Is Dane a veteran? Can he be a veteran? He's a, he's a sophomore on the tour. Just one time. He's a sophomore. Okay, he can only be a favorite or a dark horse then. Um, no offense. I'm going. I'm going. He's not a rookie anymore. With all no, I didn't call him a rookie. I just okay. didn't call him a veteran. Just making sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm going favorite. I'm going. Got it. Ooh, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. But um, again, Glenn cheated with the list, so I don't know about. I'm I don't know about the, the rookies, but um, oh man, on the spot. I like the Chase Hall pick. Not yeah. that that's not that that's, can, steal can we double pick? That's a good one. I'm just absolutely okay. So I just you can keep steal stealing everybody. Yeah, this isn't like ESPN where like they make this guy pick different guys than this guy. Like no, no. How yeah, about no. okay? I want to hear new. Here's one picks. for it. Here's one for you. So yeah. he's not a Champions Tour rookie by any means. He's he's fished for multiple years, several events, um, and I don't have any idea if he's been to Big Stone or not. But how about Jason Holland? 
He's I he's like a shallow bat. water, dirty. Was, he's from southern Minnesota. Like he fishes it. like Mankato and some of those yeah. slop holes down there. Yep. I Jason was, Holland. I like I, it. That's a well played. I play. remember that tournament he fished on the lax. He was grease. He was greasing on the lax yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. a greaser. That's, that's a good pick. That's, that's a good. Pick. That's my that's guy. Solid. I love it. Yep. It was that three though. I think he only picked two. Oh, man. I thought he said Hull. Hull. And Howland. And Dane. And, and Dane. Duh. Super Jeez. Dane. He's your tournament partner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't forget so about you. I already Dane. forgot about you. There's no way. All right, my turn. <laughs> I am going to go with my three picks. And this is based purely on everything you said. Everything everybody said about the unpredictability of a new body of water. And then you having been there. How the unpredictability of the weeds, this and that. I'm getting the vibe that for everybody in this tournament that's been there, this lake is not going to be like they've ever seen it before. Okay? So what I'm going to do, my three picks are all going to be people that have never been there before. Because they have no memories. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're already worried about the pickle weed. I'm not worried about it. Oh, In no, fact, you're worried I'm excited about it. that there nope, might not be nope, too nope. much of it. You could not wait to tell us how worried you were about whether this weed's going to grow up or die off already. I don't think I used the word worry. I said I think you it'll be interesting to, to see. You're he was talking like pH how levels down. and some like, He's already... It was a hypothesis. It was a scientific method. I'm telling you, the guy that goes there with no pre... pre the guys that, that go like there it. with no you. preconceived notions... I hear you. Mm-hmm. Them are the ones I want to watch out for. So who are they? I don't disagree with who you. Are they? I don't know. I don't know which of these guys have never been there. Okay, a couple. Well, you Matt Peters is one that you brought up. I got to throw him out as a never fan. been there. Can break down. I'm going to throw him out as my veteran favorite. Yep, sure. Okay, because yep. he is definitely a veteran for sure. Um, I am going to say we are going to Pigstone, the land of the giants. I think my favorite. And he has absolutely declared to me that his only goal this year is to win an event. My favorite is Matt Thompson. He's never been there. He's been there this spring. I know he did. He's never been there other than going <laughs> to pre-fish for this tournament. Really, Jack? Come on. Leave me alone. Uh, it's facts. <laughs> Matt, why are you? Ri- I didn't rip any of your picks. Come on. Continue. Thompson's my favorite. I'm thinking, oh, man, I had several ideas for a dark horse, but I think Jim Moyna. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he deserves to be a dark horse. He should be no. my second veteran pick, and I'm not doing a dark horse pick. Okay. I almost what, want to I, I the... pick four because, like, Ron Mayer spent quite a bit of time mm-hmm. out there, and he's dangerous. See, I can't there, pick so. him because he's been there before. He's been there before, so he can't be your pick, but he could be my, my fourth pick. Yeah, that's a good one. But we're not, you said three picks each. Why are you, it's your podcast. You can change the rules. I'll What's, call one out. If you want me to winning? call one out, I'll call one out. <laughs> I thought this was every fish counts, but I'll call one out. It's not every angler I'll counts. I'll call apparently. one out. <laughs> What's the winning weight? Oof. That, that, that's, that's the hardest. I, I think predicting an angler is almost easier than that. I agree. I have no idea. Could be I, 60 pounds. Could be. I you feel could win with seven fish so if you I catch feel, seven big I, ones. Like, I feel we should document right now the guesses because I think it'll be interesting to well, look back. Isn't oh, that no, what it's, that, it's, it's that's hey, the no, camera? That's, that's true. See, that's that's right. Oh, that's, that's true. Right yeah. There. Uh, yes. um, I'm going with 64 pounds. 72. 110. 
Wait, do we have an over under? No. All right. Eighty three. Okay. Okay. I think if uh, if there's the right post spawn school that kind of groups up in the mm-hmm. summer and somebody a guy could really run away with it, I think. Sure. Seems like we're tracking. Possible. And I'd love is, to see that, too. Yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah. cool. That'd this be cool. is the hardest event to make any kind of weight predictions. Oh, I agree. Because, oh, yeah. like, we were talking as far as large boat tournaments. This lake is fairly new to the scene. And we've never had you guys out there in an every fish format. The guy, you know, you get, you know, Aaron, you've been there, Dane, you've been there, you know, you're fishing for five fish, you're looking for the dirty 30, you know, have you gone looking for babies, right? Yeah, mean, that's and on that no, lake, babies are babies looking for, but the what I'm saying right. is on that lake, babies are three pounders. Right. Well, that's the question in that. I mean, none, we don't know. Yeah. Aaron we don't knows, know. Dane know. Do you, do you catch 20 bass? Do you catch 75 bass? I don't know. Yeah. I, to me, it depends how people practice the lake. Okay. Because yeah. what we noticed, and this is, I mean, this is a little sneaky I'm still trick trying to decide for my anybody. Split. How'd you practice? But I noticed you picked Matt Peters, and one thing I've noticed about Matt Peters, just when he's come on the podcast, is when he practices, he sticks them. Okay. And he's won quite a few events, so I'm not going to knock on the yeah. guy whatsoever. But it was interesting when Dane and I went there last year. The guy who won the event stuck this many in practice. That's a goose egg. That's zero. And everybody else who stuck fish in practice seemed to struggle to not have things come together the way they had hoped. You think so that's because there's just not huge numbers of fish there or well all of those teams still weighed 15 to 18 pounds so like those three pounders might you know continue to bite and replenish but i think those bigger fish that sure. guys caught in practice none of them were able to duplicate that and that's just why we're would doing you say a couple of years ago would you say a couple of years ago on pelican and or that happened because going into that event, talking to you guys, you were like, it's going to be a hog fest, a slug fest. And yes, there were gigantic fish caught. There was a brand new all-time record for the Champions Tour set. But the way you guys were talking for the numbers of great big giant fish coming in, I don't know if we actually saw what you guys, the way you guys were talking. I think there was a little bit of that. For me, it was hard to swallow because I had not done that. Um, but it was very clear that those fish responded to pressure and I've been there since then. Yep. And it's definitely clear that pressure affects bass. Pressure affects bass. Uh, uh, totally. We yeah. can all agree. I mean, Malax is another prime example. You can't say Malax is the same lake as it was right. Right. 10 years ago. And you've got 60 of the best anglers in the state about to lay the heat on it, yep. you know, before the event. So... That, to me, is what will be really interesting is how well that lake responds to that kind of talent and that kind of pressure. I think the big thing, too, to watch for on Big Stone is over the years, it's going to take a few years to see this. Um, and I'm going to equate this to the largemouth fishing on Lake Vermilion, is you take a giant body of water. And Malax, actually, Malax is could even be a better example. Giant body of water like Malax, it has a limited smallmouth population or duh, largemouth population they're in very key areas of the lake and 30 years ago when we go largemouth fishing i mean it was fours and fives and usually have one pushing seven 
and were in very small areas. And then when tournaments were going on and you could only keep two, you know, two smallmouth in a team tournament over 21 inches, you'd shoot for those, but then you go largemouth fishing. Those fish got moved around the lake. The largemouth fishing in this lake is still phenomenal, but those fish are gone. It's not what it used to be. It's now. not what it used to be. Now I understand a six-pound largemouth in Lake Malax with this cold water was probably a 25-year-old fish. They die. You know, they don't live forever, so I get that. But the fishing, the the groups of largemouth aren't in the spots like they used to be, this and that. And I and then now the, I mentioned Lake Vermilion, too, same thing. Back in Silverado days, we had talked about I purposely went largemouth fishing because I was only fishing for five bites. And there were the biggest largemouth I've ever caught in Minnesota came out of Vermilion. It was pushing eight pounds. Wow. And we'd catch, you know, fives and sixes and... You know, I'd have eight fish limits with three 12-inch smallmouth that were like 24, 25 pounds. So you had, you know, really big bags of largemouth. But in the years, you know, the places where those big five, six-pound largemouths live, they're not there anymore. And they got, I, th I think what it is is that when you have that, that scattered population and then they're all being brought somewhere to be weighed in, this isn't a knock on weighing them in. I just think it just, it changes where the fish populations live yep. and some of those concentrations get thinned out. Does it mean the fish aren't there anymore? Absolutely not. Um, where I'm going with this is, is we do not know how prolific that population of fish is spread mm -hmm. out through that lake. It's going to take a couple of years to find out, but I am curious if this will be one of those fisheries. Yep. Well, what is it? Twenty-seven miles long. It's I big. Believe. Yeah. From Ortonville up to the north is twenty. I think it's twenty-seven miles. I think it's a little further than that. It's basically like Pepin, a little bigger, maybe a little longer. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that up because to me, like one thing that's concerned me about previous tournaments there. I mean, you got thirty to sixty boats dragging five bass each to Ortonville, right? Mm -hmm. And dropping them off on one end of the lake. Well, what's cool about this format is it's catchway release. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I like is, yeah, there'll be some hype, but we're putting all the fish back yeah. right, right where we caught them. Absolutely. That's, you're absolutely right, Aaron. And that is a great thing about the catchway release format is that fish is caught and immediately mm -hmm. released right where it was caught. So we're not affecting a population of fish in a body of water like I was describing. Now, also, on the other hand, though, I do want to say, you know, there's in the history of bass tournament fishing, there's been studies upon studies about moving fish. Back when I was 15, 16, looking again in tournaments, the DNR did a lot of stuff on Lake Minnetonka with weighing fish in. And it was a big concern of moving those fish populations around. Now, I've seen it on a lake like Malax and Lake Vermilion where I do truly believe it is... I don't want to say the word negatively affected them. It's just it's just changed it. Altered. It's altered it. You know, those big concentrations aren't there, but I know from DNR studies, you know, from a long time ago, they were tagging fish that were caught in a tournament, radio tracking them, released them at the Minnetonka Boatworks in Wyzetta Bay, and in a day and a half, they were back in Halsteads. Oh, yeah, some crazy stuff. And BASS and their That's conversation wild. conservation people have done tons of studies. And we do know that, you know, in weigh-in tournaments, if the fish are treated properly and released properly, you know, throughout history, you know, things are going to even out. But um, so I'm not trying to talk negative on that end of it at all. I'm just saying I do know on fisheries where there's certain populations are kind of limited in areas. I know you disrupt the chain 
all the way back to Halstead's. Yeah. Oh yeah, crazy. That's stuff. like a hummingbird precision an, GPS uh, puck in a bass. They, radi- they radio tracked him. Oh yeah, no, it was like, crazy sick as to how long it took, how short of amount of time it took that fish to get back to Halstead's. How do they do that? Like, is it? The fact that we're domesticated humans just like and in they're Jaws wired in their environment they, uh, and they just know where to go. just like in Jaws when they tied the beer keg to them with the radio tracker <laughs> on the shark. Yeah, they did the same thing with a five-pound bass. No, I get how they track the bass. <laughs> I get just, that. I don't get it. I don't get how the bass knows where Halstead's Bay is from where the hell he you took an Uber. It. That bass took an Uber. I don't like, understand how the no... bass knows where Halstead's Bay is <laughs> it's easy. after he swam it gets upstream. dropped. How does it know where it gets dropped? He swam upstream. Upstream from Fletcher's? It's a reservoir. Wyzetta Bay. Oh, Wyzetta Bay. Lake Minnetonka is a reservoir. But what if it went north? What if it went to Jennings instead? Well, then you know he should I mean? have taken a left you know instead I mean? of a it's right like, at Big Island. How does he know? Because fish are on a whole other like, level. At than Big Island, he should have like, taken... like, I've been waiting before. At Big Island, he should have <laughs> taken a left and gone through the Narrows instead of taking a right going through... They are no, cold. I, I believe it. I mean, there's some wild stuff. I can't think of anything specific, but there's wild studies. I think of some musky studies that have been where it's just like these fish travel like you would never believe. I mean, they're in one place at one time on a reef and they're out in the open water 15 miles away the next. It's just yeah. wild mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so it. They got I, fins, I believe it. You it, know, they can swim. They do. And so those fast. bass that got released in Ortonville, you know, may have made it to, you know, the top of Big Stone by now. Absolutely, what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah. and, and I, I'm just talking speculation about around fishing bodies of water. I'm not saying Ortonville has a limited population in certain areas. I've never been there. I don't know this. Malax and Vermilion. I have witnessed it that the transporting of the fish disrupts where the concentrations of fish are. Your sure. your spots aren't the same as they used yeah, to totally. be. And I think um, those two lakes things are, are going to even out. Those two lakes are kind of to the extreme where, like you said, totally agree. The largemouth live in very specific yeah. spots. I mean, totally there's not agree. much for largemouth on the north end of Mille Lacs. No, you know, they're, they're in the bays down here. And when they get carted all over the place, it, it's going to change things up for sure. And it, it has, it did, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But, um, I think, you know, Mille Lacs and, and Vermilion even to a degree are the extreme cases of these very isolated populations that get get moved around and, and things happen but um you know if that's happening at a big stone I, I feel like it's probably a lesser degree out there and, and like you said not not talking bad about about five fish weigh-in tournaments i mean we all fish them but you know it's it, there's definitely something to mm-hmm. to think there in terms of big stone but um i don't know i guess we'll we'll see, we'll see. it'll be interesting I, I i'm honestly like so you know we we work the events but we're like fans on shore, right? Like yeah. we, we get to kind of watch <laughs> yep. everything that's going on and, and, you know, see who's doing well and up and down and all that, all that good stuff. And hopefully there's a lot of other people out there that are doing the same thing. That's mm-hmm. the idea, but I'm looking forward to kind of paying attention and, and watching this one as a fan yep. more than I would agree more than almost any, any place we've been. Cause it's just kind of the unknown. There's giant fish. Can you catch numbers? I'm a little you, worried about you, how much podcast I'm going to burn chasing anglers up and down that river to get the camera with them. You and know, hopefully that. you don't find one of those Depends big, how you big split stones. the lake, Paul. Yeah. Depends how you split the lake. As long as there's a fuel stop on the lake, I'm not taking that into consideration. <laughs> Quit trying to get ideas out of me, Teal. Oh, you, it'll be it'll be an interesting yep. one. But uh, what's the next one? Whitefish? Whitefish. Whitefish. 
July. Let's talk about our lineup a little bit this year on Anglers. So yeah, we got a lot of new guys. We got a ton of new. Well, but not only do we have a ton of new guys, but this year for 2023, uh, we upped the uh, tournament field to 60 boats. 65, 65. We upped it to 60. We ended up at 65 with our 10% overbooking. Um, and that was a big jump for us this year. Um, a lot of reasons going that way. We uh, definitely wanted to have more boats and this and that just with marshals and stuff. That's been difficult. And now we finally got enough marshals. We can get together for it. But that was a big jump this year and we filled instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is a tremendous, um, compliment Mm -hmm. to the tour and stuff like that. But I want to say thanks to all the new guys that jumped in, but I think you should have kept it to 55. I mean, you know, there's no reason Willard should have got in. There's no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're paying more spots though. Hey, I'm I'm all about it. We're paying more spots. uh, And actually our last spot in the money, you're making money. You know, we're paying over Mm -hmm. the entry fee. It's the best payout in the state. Good. I I mean, glad to hear that. Thank you. Like that helps a guy really feel good about it at the end of the year. And you don't always have good years, but you know, if you have one good event in this Mm -hmm. tour, you know, it really covers you for the season, which is nice as an angler because not most tournaments don't work that way. Mm -hmm. So anyway, no, I'm glad you brought that up and thank you for that. We're, we're, I guess we're kind of proud of that. That's one thing, you know, we definitely strive to do is that our payout goes deep in the field, but yet the last spot in the money is actually above your entry fees. You're actually making money. Um, but this year we've got, and as I kind of pre-qualified earlier, you know, we've got a lot of new guys and I'm really excited to meet them and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to be here and I can't wait to get to know them, but there is a list of, you know, we got our same crafty veterans out there and, uh, sophomore anglers like Dane. Um, but we've got a big list of new guys and that to me is really exciting because, you know, some of them I know I've, I've met in the past, seen them with some other guys. I don't know. I, I've never met them at all. And, uh, um, it's going to be neat mm-hmm. to watch those guys. Oh, hundred percent. Well, we mean, don't know what we're yeah, going to get. I, yeah. I mean, for, in our position, like that's the key to this thing, right? I mean, that shows there's a future to the champions tour is yes. every single year we see new, new guys yep. coming, yep. coming into play. And it, you know, a lot of them are former Boat marshals, they're young kids coming out of high school and, and they want to, they want to fish, which is awesome. So, you know, some are other guys that have been around for years and they want to get involved as well. And that's, I mean, that for us, that's a win. I mean, that's where it's all, if it's mm-hmm. the same 50 guys or, 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 you know, a little bit less year after year, that's, that's great. But I mean, for the future of this thing, we want to see new guys year after year. And that's what we're seeing these last, mm-hmm. especially these last two or three years, like yep. a huge influx of guys that, um, you know, are, are totally new to the tournament scene in terms of, you know, the kind of the core group that I think a lot of us think of as, you know, kind of the yeah. bass tournament, Minnesota bass tournament crew. Um, there's, there's high school kids again, and then there's other guys that are, that are getting involved in the champions tour. And that's a massive win for, for us, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're excited about it. You know, new, whole new group of guys. It's it's gonna be fun. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch them. I mean, I remember Teal your first year. You, you get know, to watch me squirm. I yeah. love watching you squirm. Oh, I got yelled at the first event. My bow wasn't in the right spot. Did I like do I, it? Oh, I don't know. It was, no. it was my fault. But yeah, it, was, it totally was your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. No, I, I wouldn't a, yell at it you if it adjustment. wasn't your fault. It yeah. was an adjustment. Yeah. You know, coming from a like fishing five fish tournaments your whole life yeah. coming into something like this 
we've talked about this, Newman. Well, like, I've told you, Aaron. If you I'm can not say like, oh, that. I got this. Like, I yeah. can do that. Like, uh, you should just do one and see how you <laughs> feel about it because yeah. it's like compared to a five fish tournament. To me, it's like four hours of whitewater rafting, <laughs> and then you get a lunch break. And then you get to go whitewater rafting for like four more hours. It's it's a very intense format, and yeah. I've never been more tired, physically exhausted, mentally drained after a, a day of tournament fishing. But it's so addicting. And I I got Glenn's article on the rookies pulled up. I was thinking we could go back mm-hmm. in uh, reverse alphabetical order, Ooh. if you guys Ooh. are good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Starting with... Jeff, what what Weta? I think yeah. he fishes the Prior Lake hook setters. I've yep. heard a lot about him. Yep. Those guys uh, respect him, and I think he's had quite a bit, bit of success in that five fish specifically, like with the state tournaments and TOCs and whatnot. I believe in his by uh, was he champion on on whitefish. I may have not put there, but I think when they run when state was on whitefish two years ago, I think he was a winner. He's definitely got a lot of experience. I know he's I don't experienced know, yeah, and dangerous in that. For sure. That Prior Lake crew. Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. whether you're a Tonka or a Prior Lake guy. Oh, you know, there's, there's always a battle hat, between hat the Prior Lake guys and the Tonka guys. Those two is, that, is that still a thing? Oh, I don't know if it's like back in your day. Type like back in my thing. day, it was like, well, back oh, in, yeah. Back in your was, day, Prior Lake was good. That's what, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There was the Prior Lake guys. and I mean, it was like rival motorcycle gangs if you were the, you know the prior lake guys versus yeah, the Tonka guys big oh big thing. time is that still yeah. a thing yep. love right. it well if it is weed is a yep. weed is a yep. he's on the prior lake yeah he's right holding on. the prior yeah. lake he's a laker he's yep. a laker a laker, yep. laker. laker. Yep. yeah yep. so that's a deadly addition yep uh then we got willert who has competed on the national level i think he's won some Crazy stuff from the co-angler so side that one will be saint jude i mean oh yeah i mean that one will be it I mean, Joel is obviously an excellent tournament fisherman. He's proven himself yeah. all over the place. Won some huge events here, you know, locally and and, and nationally. At, but had struggled in our format. Well, yeah, that's 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 what I was just mm-hmm. going to say. Like, you know, how will he adjust to the every? And I'm sure he'll do fine. Mm-hmm. Again, he's a great fisherman. But that's a great example. That's of a storyline of a yep. very you know well proven tournament angler mm-hmm. that you know is coming into a new format. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep how it'll work out i'm sure he'll do fine yep but it'll be yeah it it's an adjustment like you get your deal going you get that muscle memory going you find your groove with the five fish thing and all of a sudden i say white water rafting i say totally (laughs) i and i've never done i like it's so fun i mean again we sit on shore and we we do our media stuff and, and updates throughout the day and you know I mean, naturally, we're sitting there thinking, oh, he should have done this. He should have done this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, we all fish a bunch. We fish tournaments, but I've never fished in every fish counts tournament. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'll be honest. When when <laughs> Kurt Cousin did that check down in the fourth quarter last year, I'm like, what, what are you that's doing? Us. What are you Arms doing? Armchair quarterback. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, right? That's us. Same and, thing. I mean, that's, the yeah. guy was wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, until you're actually out there, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's just, and again, I can't talk to it because I've, Never fished that format, but it's just funny because we mm-hmm. all we're all just hanging out on shore, trash talking you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> what's beautiful? Oh, it's terrible, Aaron. You wouldn't believe. I love it. What kind of bad stuff Glenn says about you during the tournament? I day. can only He's imagine. Like, yeah. 
Teal caught one? Oh, that guy sucks. You should hear what he says to that my face. That fish committed suicide <laughs> yeah. to Teal. There's no way about it. That fish oh, just sure. upped and laid He's up like, on oh, its man, side. He yeah. got the dumbest one in the lake. He's finally. using something other than a single. What, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with him? Yeah. No, it's fun. It's, it's always it's, the quiet ones you got to watch out for. It's, it, I yeah, mean, no, for sure. No, I expect I, nothing I just, less from him. I always wonder, like, I mean, to a small degree, again, we've never fished the format myself, Glenn, or Paul, but it's like, we I'm not allowed. We've, I've tried. We've more or less been a part of more Champions Tour events than anybody. Right. We haven't fished any of them, but we've watched them all. You know, we've seen what works, what doesn't, you know, and it's just like, if you got thrown out there, how would you react? I, I mean, I'm sure you'd spin out. I mean, again, you've, you've never, you have more experience than I do because you fished it more, but I've been to every champions tour event. I just think about that. You've sometimes seen more than me. It, technically. It's, it's interesting how that yeah. experience in quote, you know, if you want to say it that yeah. way would correlate when you're actually, actually out there, I'm sure you'd get thrown for a loop once you're mm-hmm. actually got a rod in your hand, but it's. It's interesting, and that's the exciting part about the format, mm-hmm. you know, in ten thousand foot level. That's the cool part where it's just such a wild card, like such a curveball compared to what all of us are used to, for the most part, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just it it makes it fun, like you said, and and we're I mean, again, all of us fish five fish weigh in tournaments throughout the year. Nothing against any that we're not against, you know. It's not like versus those weigh-in tournaments it's it's another format it's a different it's, experience it's a different yep. challenge it's a different it's like experience. going out for italian instead of steak night exactly yeah. it's it's a different style it's a tacos yeah, yeah. all you can eat buffet <laughs> yeah just you Spaghetti know and meatball throwing a different variety <laughs> and i no. think it, it challenges angler it challenges you as an angler you know in your skills and your preparation and pre-fishing and it's it's not it, you know against anything else it's just another mm-hmm another route another strategy there's so much that goes into it i'm sure again i keep talking as if i've have fished it and i haven't but um yeah it's 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 another option you know you're bringing up a great point jack we haven't done it you've done it we've gotten to witness it all and i had this conversation with you when you first joined the tour the biggest thing that i've noticed is switching from a five fish to try in every fish format. Um, I've watched a lot of new guys to the tour. I don't want to use the word rookies because they are not fishing rookies. And and I know you and I have had this conversation. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can go catch 14 inches all day. You know, and it's like, okay. I know you can. Then let's talk when you come back in at the end of the day mm-hmm. and they come back in and they're like literally defeated emotionally and physically and just drained. And it's what you're talking about. It's, and I'm taking the fishing out of this mm-hmm. as to why they're that way. And I know you can attest for it now. Yes. Yeah, the waterfalls that, in the and the and the rapids that, <laughs> that like you didn't tell them about it's it's so hard to describe because i have watched so many of you guys you guys because i've never fished one scott won't let me but what i've witnessed and and i don't want to fish one after what i've witnessed 
is, is, is it's not the fact that I couldn't catch fish. I couldn't figure out how to catch a fish. It's the fact that the night before the tournament, I'm we're going to tell you for four hours you can fish over here. You cannot go anywhere else. And you don't know that till the night before. And then I'm going to say you come back in and then you have to go fish over there for four hours and you can't go back over there. So the night, so you can go pre-fish for as many days as you want. You are not going to know until the night before where you're allowed to go fish and at what time of the day. So therefore, you got to cover all your bases during pre-fishing. So we're, you're not going to know until the night before. Now you got to make start making decisions. But when you've got fifteen-year-old sitting in the passenger seat with the real live well app. Yeah, Aaron uh, Dane just caught another one. Yeah, Aaron Dane caught another one. Oh, yeah, Noah Schultz caught a two-pounder. Noah Schultz caught a two-pounder. Aaron, you haven't caught anything. Noah Schultz caught a two-pounder. <laughs> Dane Voselka caught a four-pounder. Aaron, you still haven't caught anything. Aaron, you are now 27 pounds back, and we're five minutes into the tournament. When you've got that going on all day, it's like... I've never experienced it, but I've watched anglers come in at the end of the day just what the hell happened to me i think it's the i think it's the to me the key again as a viewer is the consistency throughout the day Mm -hmm. like that's what buries guys or or you know if things start to go south spins you out like you have to be catching fish all day long consistently jim moina said it when all of a sudden you don't for a half hour you're losing Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's catching you. Everyone's passing you. Everyone, whatever it may be, but it's it's you know your practice and your your adjustments throughout the day. Whatever it is, you have to figure out how to catch fish every whatever it is, ten fifteen minutes the yep. entire day. Are you ready to reel in your next home purchase or refinance? Supreme Lending's Dream Team can help guide you through the entire mortgage process, from pre-qualification. To closing, they have a wide variety of home loan programs in their tackle box, including down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer options. Just ask me. I trusted Aaron Dagus, a bass fisherman just like you and me, and Supreme Lending's Dream Team to help finance my first home. Contact Aaron Dagus and the Dream Team today by scanning the QR code or giving them a call at 763 763- Three two six zero six seven seven. That's seven six three three two six zero six seven seven. Did I catch a seven in there? Or visit their website, AaronDagus.SupremeLending.com. That's A A R O N D A E G E S dot SupremeLending.com. This podcast is brought to you by my brother from another mother, my tournament partner, and the best rod builder north of the equator that still has 20-20 vision, Veselka Fishing and Customs, specializing in custom fishing rods. Your custom rod, the way you want it, because it has to be your rod. However, he has a wide variety to choose from, including his all-new for 2023 custom chicken rod. If you throw the big fluff, the hairy gary, the rotisserie disserie, the half ounce palamalu, the three quarter ounce rooster biscuit, the lightener looking like D. Snyder, 
you're going to want to be throwing the Veselka Fishing Chicken Special Big Hair Jig Rod. Mr. Veselka spent a lot of time on this rod, and it has the perfect action to throw, hook, and land those fish that you maybe pulled the bait out from because the rod was too stiff or had them spit it because your rod didn't have the backbone. Well, the new chicken special from Veselka Fishing and Customs has worked to solve both of those issues along with superior balance and quality components. So head on over to his website, veselkafishing.com. That's V-O-C-E-L-K-A fishing.com. Pick this rod up before it's too late because up here in the North Country, they about to be schooling. Whereas, again, in a different format, a five-fish format or whatever, you might you might have 20 pounds in the first 45 minutes and you're set. Mm-hmm. Two years or, ago. Or, or if you need one more fish, you feel fine. You got three hours left. What you know? But in this format, if you're not catching them all day long to a degree, you're losing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Mike, I'm asking... Like, it's like whitewater rafting where you yeah. get some momentum and you're like, I got this two paddle thing going. Right. right. Yep. And then there's those days where it's like, Oh, we got our first left corner. Oh, I lost my paddle. <laughs> like, and all of a sudden now you're whitewater rafting without a paddle right. and half the field doesn't have a paddle by the second half <laughs> of whitewater rafting. And that's yeah. kind of like, yeah. You don't feel like you have time to swim back to your paddle because right. you have to then go up current right. to well, get it. And like, yeah, say if say if you want to run and say ah. say in the first half, say in the first half is summer and you've got some deeper schools or whatever. Yep. You want to run four or five different waypoints. Yep. And whatever order it is, say you know the first two are okay and the next two don't work out and you don't you don't get a bite on those spots. It's like in a five fish in a weigh-in tournament, not a big deal. Like it's all right, you know, we'll cycle back through, we'll make adjustments, whatever. But that's where your paddle, you lose your paddle and it's like, holy. (laughs) Well, it's like, okay, you have an hour to check that, right? You have, okay, I could, I think I could check three spots offshore let's say in an hour kyle shudik probably check six or seven yeah, yeah, yeah. right <laughs> well with uh, about but, 25 docks in between <laughs> right 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 but it's like are they there and i just need to figure out the right cricket the right casting yeah. angle when the, do you pull the plug whatever <laughs> yeah because in a five fish tournament we've had plenty of times where we've sit there for 20 minutes and on the 27th minute mm-hmm. you catch a four pounder totally and, worth it and then point. you catch three more bang bang yeah, bang yeah. bang, bang. And it was worth sitting there for 30, 40 minutes or 25 yep. minutes to get that fish. Well, in the Champions Tour, you're 27 like, pounds you, back. There is a gopher sawing off one half of your paddle <laughs> like that whole time that you're trying to figure yeah. out if there's fish on this spot. You know right. what I mean? Right. I don't know about a gopher, but I can see a beaver or a, a beaver just yeah, chewing a it apart. Whatever analogy you like. Uh, yeah. Oh Hedgehog, whatever. Yeah, yeah, to me, that seems like that yeah. would be the most stressful part is like the lulls of the day, mm-hmm. which happen all the time in fishing. They yeah. happen every day. No you matter- can't let it happen in the tour. Exactly. Though. Like yeah. no matter who you are and what body of water you're on, you have lulls throughout a day of fishing, whether you're fun fishing tournament, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yep. you, you hit a few spots in a row that aren't any good. Well, that's like disaster in the champions yeah. tour, yep. you know, like that's, that's problematic. And yeah. that's where I can see where it just, it really gets in your head and gets you just second, triple, you know, quadruple guessing like what, 
what the yeah. heck to do. Oh, it's a mental, like, I, it's I'm a sure. mental uh, mixing bowl. <laughs> and, like, in a five-fish tournament, we've all had that day where you pull up that spot at 1 o'clock after a horrible, horrible mm-hmm. start to the day, and you blast that school, and your day is completely turned around in 10 minutes. Well, yep. in this format, it don't work that way. It's hard to win it in the fourth quarter. You can't just pull up to it. No, you're going to need more than five bites Mm -hmm. at that point. Yep. You're going to need about 25. Yep. Totally. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's challenging, but should we get back to the, get back to the list, back to the list. We derailed. We got a, (laughs) this one, this next one's funny, Glenn, right? (laughs) You can tell me how that, this is exciting because I think uh, he's just going to bring more awareness to the tour and he's just kind of a, He's oh, a little I bit of a, a little bit of a celebrity, if you will. <laughs> um, his name is Sam Sobey. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have probably seen him on the YouTubes, the tube. Yep. But he has put his hat in the ring. He wants to be the Midwest Milliken, if you will, on the circuit. <laughs> and he is calling out the top anglers in the game, he and has. he's ready he to give it. Yep, um, ready to prove the YouTube. Uh, that, that, stigma. I'm sorry. Wrong. That's my new name for him for the year. It's YouTube, like, all right, YouTube, you're both number YouTube. ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, YouTube, don't be late. Yeah. Hey, YouTube, you can't edit your catch. Yeah. All YouTube's aside, I've fished with Sobe a number of times, and that dude can catch him. Like, yeah. So totally, yeah. And with his YouTube career, he spends more time on the water. Yes. Than absolutely. most most anglers fishing the tour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the dude is a sleeper pick to say the least this year. And uh, I'm curious to see how dangerous he's going to be. Year one here, I'll go. I'll go kind of along those same lines as the Jason Howland. Soby is he's a greaser. He's a yeah. greaser. Yeah. He's yep. a shallow, yep. dirty yep. lake guy. Like, yeah, I know because I watched it on the YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> watch it on the YouTube. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, Big Stone. I that that fits wait. his style. Like I he... can't wait till the midday break at Big Stone, and wet. And this has nothing to do with how well he's doing, whether he's winning or dead last. But I'm gonna go look at the face of YouTube when he comes in. I can't wait. Well, He'll, I guarantee actually, it, all I guarantee just, it no yeah. matter what, it's pumped because it's smiling. I, I don't know yeah. Sam super well, but the guy just seems yep. like he is He's got he, the right attitude. He's never he's got yeah. the right attitude. He's I mean, always positive, he's excited to be fishing, which is awesome. Like yep. I don't care. I mean, that's Absolutely. what it's all about, right? Absolutely. But like, I wanna I actually every Paul every wants new, to make him squirm. Every yeah, no, I wanna that's make everybody yeah, squirm. Yeah, I don't single anybody out. I am equal opportunity for squirming. And Everybody, I love watching their faces when they come in. That is like one of my favorite times of the tournament is when I'm checking boats in at the midday break and at the end of the day is just looking at the faces. Yep. I know this went well. I know that didn't. I know I think I did okay, but I don't know what the hell just happened. It's just I enjoy that part of the sport and enjoy that part of our game. Um, it's really fun. and I, it, I like to tease and I like to make you guys squirm. You know what the game is. You know what the rules are. You know what we're going to do to you. None of us are doing anything to make you squirm. That's the name of the game. Um, And you know that getting into it. It's just I do enjoy watching the dynamic of the the competitors. Yep. And watching what's going through their mind. Because I don't get to do it. So 
I try to live vicariously through you guys, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but you know, it's 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 a lot of fun, and it's no, a, it's we're pumped to have Sobe on. I yeah, mean, obviously, yeah. like let's let's be honest. I mean that that increases our footprint. Like, yeah, it totally does. Yep. I mean, he's he's done an incredible job with his platform and what he's done on YouTube. Will you ask him what YouTube is for me? Okay, yeah, he'll fill you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll it'll be exciting to have him on board. And uh, man, what was it like? first or second year he was actually a part of the champions tour oh mm-hmm. for pro-am on golf right he, he did photos for us oh no that's and right yes he was he was part of the media crew yes for yeah. a, an event or two mm-hmm. that's up right on whitefish uh golf so it is possible to leave the uh, tour no, and come Waska. back as an angler i'm asking for a friend it's possible. He's, it he's is proof, possible he's that you can leave the tour and come he's back as an angler. It he's is. I'm it. asking for unless a you're the he tournament was, director. It depends he was on, on your. We'll we'll say he was on the staff and he's now an angler. It depends on how your exit so you're interview. Saying I after the, it depends if you on get how your fired, it's allowed. No, you can't fire a volunteer. <laughs> so that's the one thing I got going against me. I have a question, so. Glenn. Sobe has the funniest angler bio. That I've seen, and I know you were responsible for collecting those. He gave me. How did that go down? He gave me most of that. I just kind of gelled it together. You wrote wrote as fast as you could. (laughs) Should we recite this? Yeah. Sam or Sobe to his large YouTube fan base was the UW Stevens Point College Bass Team AOI was BASS and FLW College National Championship qualifier and competed in the Bassmaster Opens as a co-angler. Quote, I'm ready to show Noah Schultz there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> All jokes aside, I'm going to be a sponge on and off the water during this Champions Tour season. The opportunity, blah, 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 blah. No. I just like that he, no. I mean, that's yeah. a, yeah. That's a greaser move. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's great. That's like a happy Gilmore shooter McGavin, like, <laughs> night before the tournament. Like Happy learned how to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's some Tag- Talladega Knights, Ricky Bobby, I'm coming for you tomorrow. I love it. Type yeah. of language. Yeah. So I like his attitude yeah. going into no, the year. He's, it'll be good. Next we, can, we can work with this, too. We can stir this one up a little bit, I'm thinking. Oh, I'd stir, stir him. I'd stir him the hell up. Has anybody yeah. talked to Noah? Because you know he's read that. Uh, I'm waiting for Noah's, Noah's diss track. Noah's reply. Yes. What? Yeah. Let's wait, see Noah's wait, wait. Diss can, track. Can, it we, was, can we read it? Can we paraphrase, or do we need to get no, a live it, quote from him? Uh, I could paraphrase it for now, but we can. I'm sure Noah will be on at some point. He I just think, sent him a picture of his parking lot of Skeeters that he has. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, God, I hope I think he did. one picture of his garage, and it was over. I think he, it was Skeeters. something along the lines that Sobey's going to have to handle the deputy badge. <laughs> He's like, not hey, giving up the sheriff. Bad. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was. I think that's, that's what it bad. was. He said, "Sobe can be my deputy." You should have okay. just yeah sent Sobe pictures of his happy Gilmore check. Sorry, I couldn't fit all these yeah. in one picture. I'm building I'm a. Bad. I'm building a house for my kids out of <laughs> giant checks. <laughs> Look at this big camper. Sobe, I, I, need, Sobe the... I need you to come wash all of my <laughs> skeeters that I've won. <laughs> Ooh, they need polish. That's <laughs> awesome. No, that's. That's so cool. Sobe went after him, and obviously, mm-hmm. it's in just great fun. Oh, yeah. All in good fun. And yeah. Sobe knows shows. Noah's going to awesome. stomp him. I'm That's awesome. <laughs> Did you just call him Sobe No Show? Yeah, it kind of turned into that. It was like a Peter Pepper Pickle 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 Pepper <laughs> Whoa, situation. Um, All right, YouTube No Show. That's show what we're going to call it. Right. That was good. Pronunciation. That's good. Um, see, now I got some dirt. So when I see Sobe, hey, you know what Teal is saying about you? 
Hey, if you run out, just let me know. Right. Just let me know. <laughs> Call me the dirt man. All right. All right. So next up, we got Chad Schwan. I know he's running, I believe, a Vexus. That's how I know him is just through Intune Marine. But sure. Um, he's a 2022 TBF National Championship qualifier. Oh, boy. Um, so to me, that that's an impressive feat. And it should be cool to see yep. Chad on the tour. And uh, He's one that I don't know and yep. haven't heard of yet. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I mean, it's anybody's game out there, and I guess uh, I'm... Ten, o- 10 other boats on the lake is going to be challenging. Uh, Aiden Portel is the next rookie. With the Every Fish Counts format, all of the little fish I normally catch will help me. <laughs> Hell <laughs> hey, of an attitude. attitude. <laughs> Hell of an attitude. And with an attitude like that, he might just Tommy Parker one next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. So, And then we got Jake Panici. He was the 2021 high school state champion. Uh, 2022 Bass All-State Angler, and 2022 High School Bass and MLF National Qualifier. And a former boat official. So we got a young gun on our hands. Hey, yep. former boat official, a... that's awesome. Yep. No yep. kidding. Okay, two, so he's got some martial experience. I believe experience. Two, two years at least, I think, if not three. There's okay. got to be, there's got to be, I'm just guessing, but there's got to be 10 I was gonna say we're probably officials. about I think we're probably about 10 now yeah I mean yeah. there was a good handful last yep. year and there's even a few more yep. I bet we have 10 former mm-hmm. boat officials that are now anglers yep I'll be honest like being a boat official for this format you almost have as much preparation right? as yeah, an oh, experienced five fish angler yeah. yes. who's maybe never fished yep. the format 100%. yeah so to me some of these young guns coming up I mean we've seen it ourselves with some of these young guys you know they come up and it's like where'd you come from Tommy yep. Parker or right. you know, no, Hunter uh, Went. He like, was a former. Yeah, these right? guys yeah. are. Yep. Yeah. It's it's crazy how much high school fishing's changed. From, oh, like when I was a kid, we had the junior bass masters. You had like right. fifty high schoolers in the whole state yeah. show up. Yeah, there were hundred no, for no school teams, state none, tournament. None, none now you've got you know you got fifty boats from each school in just each region. You got conferences mm-hmm. for this stuff. Do we have double A, triple A, and single A yet? Or I mean Not quite it's yet. Be all getting in, there. <laughs> all in good time. Yes. Right now I'm checking to see if my uh eligibility has expired on going back to high school to fish tournaments. This is not Billy Madison. Hey, dude, if there's any way I can get back in the game, that's where the place to go, dude. All I know is if peeing your pants is cool, can fit a me, Miles Davis. <laughs> oh, I love it. But no, that's that's really where the sport's changing is these kids are getting to learn and mm-hmm. watch. And when they hit the water, they're ready. They're leagues ahead of where mm-hmm. most of us were at yep. their age. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out for them the day they hit the pond. Dude, they're lined up. The next one, Brian Linder, another young angler, mm-hmm. another young shtick. Yep. yep. Walker Krampitz. I believe he would also, I would put him in as a, a dark angler. horse for uh, Big Stone. Really? He's uh, another Noah Schultz. It's, it's a Wazika area guy, so another sewage Sewage Lake Fisher. Sewage Lake. Wow. Well, he fishes sewers just wow. like Noah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's the Sobeville. That's the yeah. Noahville. Yeah. That's the that's mm-hmm. the southern Minnesota. Yep. Big Stone fish. I mean, yeah. It's Anybody kind of harsh though that they fish sewers. Come oh. on. Hey. This... Bass is a bass is a bass, Paul. Yeah. Bass I, don't know. I'll get to fish the I believe, I believe Noah won a boat right out here on this uh yeah. 
This sewer. Zebra mussel infested yeah. sewer. This is right not here. a sewer. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's my point. It is an ultra filter. <laughs> it's, it's ultra a fil- filtered. It's a filtered gem. It's filtered by clams. Nobody's <laughs> following me. You're ri- I'm mad that you're calling lakes in our beautiful state okay, sewers, not the anglers. Pea soup. If I knew you were calling the anglers sewers, I'd probably, you know, no, yeah, he's, he's a sewer. Yeah, come on. They're radioactive bassholes, Glenn. <laughs> there we go. To be politically correct. You're running for office in two years. I expect better out of Sorry. you. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Then we got Garrett Coster. New. Dark Horse. Brand new. I think they call those Mustangs, right? Uh, ah, there you <laughs> go. That'd be a... Right? Dane, Dane could probably weigh in on this better, but to me, a must. it's an unbroken horse, so to speak. Sure. Then we... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, deal. An unbroken horse. Did we call Dane the broken horse? a horse trainer. Dane, if you were a horse, you'd be one of the ones at the Kentucky Derby that had to get put down. Not a Clydesdale? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Not a Clydesdale. Wow. If you were a horse, Dane, I would call you Seabiscuit. <laughs> That's what we nicknamed his wife when we first met her. Wow. It was her nickname for probably a year. Did, did she know this? Yeah. I and think I called married. it to her face. I think I said it to her face. That's why she married him. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 uh, next right. up, next we've up. got Heath Iacarella. Icarella. Icarella. Newman Ooh. could talk to this one. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know this, this guy? A, you know oh, yeah. This guy? I've known Heath forever yeah good friend uh yeah he's uh kind of took retirement for a while but an old silverado angler but he's been around forever he's fished everything um but he's just getting back into the game again and uh he's gonna be a big one to keep your eye on for sure yeah we were just talking about the young calves i would say this guy is more like the old bull He's the old bull that got put out to pasture, and now he's getting back in the game. So he's gonna have to knock. I bet you, you know, he's knock a little bit of rust off. And uh, but watch out for him. He back. knows. He knows the, what he's doing. Got the experience. Back he's the got rodeo. the experience. He's hell. He's probably fished big stone forever. He probably fished big stone before anybody knew there was a bass in it. For all I know, I'm not saying he has, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Heath knows his way around. He's going to do just fine. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. Yep. He belongs here. And we got Matt Holwig next. And for all the anglers that we maybe don't know the best, I'm really looking forward to getting to meet you guys Absolutely. this year. And Absolutely. At yeah. the end of the yep. day, um, this is a new format and it's anybody's game. But uh, Matt Holwig, new rookie on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next we got Lyle Held. Uh who we've already talked about, yeah. We have already talked about him. I mean, with all due respect, he did catch, I think he does hold the South Dakota State record smallmouth, or did that get broken? It was broken, I think, last He's from South year. Dakota, am I Either correct? Either way, correct. he was yep. the he South was, Dakota yes. State record holder, yep. which is Seven, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a big deal. Seven pounds, three ounces. Yep. Yep. That's a big yep. deal. Yep. And he was with uh, him and Casey. I think they do the Bass Brawl Outdoors thing, mm-hmm. and yep. okay. those guys spend a lot of time on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of your western minnesota you know local gem so to speak mm-hmm. and know yep. pretty much anything west of uh yeah you know pretty well and lyle's sure. obviously proven, 
Would you call those sewers? For the most part, but South Dakota lakes, I mean, those lakes well, are a little believe, bit cleaner sewers, and they do a great job managing them. I believe him and uh, <laughs> him and our other champion sewer angler, I don't know if he's doing it this year, but he's Connor back. O'Connor, yep. they yep. held the Sturgeon Bay Open lead on day one with yep. him. They left, they dirty left after 30. day one. Yep. Yeah, they're a dirty 30. 30. So he can, uh, he can catch them yep. in the clear water. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, so, Lyle's a smallmouth whisperer absolutely. for sure. Yep. That's his, his jam. So I guess I'm, I'm glad there's not more smallmouth. Uh, yeah <laughs> no he'll he'll uh year. he'll do just fine would be my prediction mm-hmm. yeah absolutely then we got a bfler we got Corey hassler glenn you fish against Corey on the bfls uh, apparently at all? yeah i've never met him but yeah he's had some he's had some good finishes there so yeah, 12 top tens two second place finishes and i mean obviously the bfls are stout crew so um Another stout angler on the on the tour this year. And then next we got Mark Fishburn, new rookie. Uh, looks like he's a high school boat captain mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, has uh, been around the block on the water a little bit. Welcome, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're welcome to the bingo tonight. Yeah. You want to sprinkle in some? Uh, I'm just Sudoku. I just wait. <laughs> I feel I just had a moment there where I felt like I was at bingo. Well, maybe yes. if you guys would get to know your anglers a little bit better. Hey, we do, and <laughs> we're going to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just kidding. Uh, Jason Dudick. I know that name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Definitely. Tonka guy. Uh, I think you Jason fished Silverado. I think Jason may have fished a. An open, he's or fished two? the pro or yeah, the open on gull. So he has a little bit of champions tour yes. experience in, yep. the, in the format. Yep. Um, obviously, I think he's you know a, a very established Minnesota terminator. He's fished a bunch of stuff, done mm-hmm. well, and you know regular uh, five fish derbies. But uh, he's got some champions tour experience. Yep. So that yep. that's gotta gotta help him for yep. sure. And he knows his way around the around our fisheries. So. Yep. Can't say I know him, but he seems like a really nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) And next we got Tyler Darrow. Tyler, yeah, Tyler. Boy, I'm telling you, that's I'm excited to see how he does this year because I don't think I've ever talked to anybody more waiting to find out when the waiting list was going to open up. (laughs) Oh, he's excited. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for him, but yeah, no, that was, it was fun to watch. You know, it was about once a week. Is it open yet? Is it open yet? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. He was first one in for sure on the waiting list. Yeah. He's excited. And that's, that's cool. It's just awesome. Respect the passion. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Looks like he fishes Fabiano's club. So, you know, there's plenty of passion there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And then Evan Blakely to round things out. That's right. We went last to first. Yep. Yep. I was waiting for an Evan. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many new anglers is that? One. You didn't two, count. I think it three. sums up at the top. I'll, I'll save you the time. 17. 17 new 17. anglers. Mm-hmm. So now with that, though, we have returning anglers who have been gone a year or two you have chad smith yeah connor 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 o'connor oh chad's i was gonna say chad's not a rookie i suppose andy rebar yep yep Uh, rebar's fished before yep Yep. yeah okay i I feel like i was rookies that aren't missing some names yeah yeah Um, but that makes sense if they've fished before bob shiel is returning again Yep. bob shiel 
Tim Olsby? He didn't fish last year. Yes, he did. He did fish yep. last year. Yep. Uh, I think that's it. So that's another handful of guys. Yeah. So I mean, oh all... wait, uh, Schroeder. Oh, Tim Schroeder. Timmy Schroeder. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy's yep. back. Previous record holder. Yeah, previous, he still has the yes. tattoo. That's epic. Yeah. I, we need to check with Rass if he got his record tattooed. I mean, that seems like the thing to do. Well, he holds it now, so. Yeah. What is that? 200? Oh, why are you putting That's going to be tough to beat. 256? It's or over it 264. It's over 200. It's His... a bunch. It's a bunch. I don't think that's beatable, to be honest. I would agree. Never Where are you going to beat that? Before he did it, everybody thought the same thing about Tim's record. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, where are we going to beat that? Yeah. I don't know. Right, right, behind, right behind you here, maybe on the right day. We could, yeah. On the if if it's hey media day tournament I mean, starts tomorrow. Do, do the math. I mean, you're on the right day on Malax and you catch thirty four pounders and bigger. And I mean, <laughs> that's the only place I could think of where you could do it. Thirty four pounders is one hundred twenty. Ah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's. <laughs> And that's just in the first half. And you've also oh, yeah, got yeah. That's yeah, just the yeah. first half. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah. 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 But that's a good point. How ridiculous that. Yeah. No, his, to me, that stat is just. Like, the current Rass's, Adam Rasmussen's current record is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I will never say that is unbeatable. No. I don't can't. care how ridiculous that record is. I will never say no. it because I guarantee you we're all saying the same thing about Tim's record. I, I, I won't say never. But you were threatening it. Very you were pretty hard. Much very, very difficult. You were pretty to much resided to the fact it won't be broken. I guarantee it won't be broken this year. That's my... I won't guarantee you that. I'll guarantee it. Shit, I think somebody on Media Day can break that record tomorrow. <laughs> that doesn't count. If, if that counts. Glenn, fire up an event. <laughs> we'll have a separate category if they break okay. it tomorrow. Okay. So. Yeah, no, that's think... a crazy, crazy number. I mean, that was just like... The day of all days in yeah. terms of number of fish. Got one. Qual- I mean, what were they all like? Two and a half to four and a half pounds, just one after another. I mean, I'm curious how I mean, he, he caught a lot of like two to threes, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, and actually, the second half of the day, they were all like two and a half pounders. Right. But it was they like, weren't like pelican freaks. It was just no, quality, they weren't. Quality, I, in quality. fact, you know, in running the camera boat or running the cameraman around. We did not get on to Adam until later in the first half, and all the big fish were done. I yeah, watched him catch right, three pounders, right. two to three pounders all day, but it was literally he was just sitting there spot-locked, and he'd just take the Ned rig and just go, got one, got one, reel it in, throw it back, got one, got one. I mean, literally, it was just a silly yeah. little rock pile in the middle of the grass that had, like, every fish in the lake on it, and it was just <laughs> doink. Doink, the doink. perfect champions tour mm-hmm. storm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was dumb. It was just, yeah. it was just dumb. And let's uh, let's jump back to the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we so, talked big stone. Big so stone. Hamadus after that. Whitefish. 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 After that. Whitefish is next. July. 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 Whitefish in July. Later July. Wild card. You already Wild told card. me. No, you did not tell me. You told me in the pro-am the day after you could go after all smallmouth. 
Will you go after Smallmouth on Champions Tour Day? I will give myself that option. That but is I a, can't tell you yet if that I is will a non-answer answer. I'm answering your question as honestly as I honestly can right now. Well, you need to be honest with yourself and be a little more definitive in your life choices. I will practice smallmouth, and if the smallmouth tell me I should fish them in the Champions Tour, I will fish smallmouth. Well, you're in the Champions starting to Tour. sound like. What are you running for office? I'm just trying to answer We're your question as best I very can. Very non-political, here. apolitical, whatever you want to call it. If you want me to answer it more non-politically, I'm happy to. I have noticed <laughs> I have noticed a change in you, Aaron, and I'm very proud of you on this. When I first started to get to know you, you'd bring up I'd bring up a lake and you'd be Oh yeah, I'm gonna go do this there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go do that there. Oh yeah, we're just gonna go do that, do that, do that, and we'll get him. Yep. I'm really impressed at how far along you've come because now you're like, I don't have any idea what I'm gonna do there. I don't know what it's gonna be like when I'm gonna get there, but I'm not gonna say I don't have any clue. But I'm also not going to be arrogant and overly cocky and say, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it here, here, and here. Now you're just riding the line. I love it. I'm proud of you for that. You know, if you're not learning, you're dying. And I try to always keep learning. I, I, and, th- and that's and I'm, I'm complimenting I'm you. I'm a fisherman. That. As soon as you think you have it all figured out, it changes on you. I am complimenting you for the, your, 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 you're growing as an individual. I'm complimenting you for that. Paul, thank you so much. I'm bluffing. <laughs> I'm blushing right now. I'm blushing. Blushing or bluffing. One of the two. Both. Got to keep mystery in the game. Yep. And Lahamadu, I think, is a mystery, just like Ooh. Whitefish, which is what we were talking about is Whitefish. Nice but, recovery. Uh, <laughs> good recovery. Good recovery. Yeah. Um, Whitefish, how many Champs Tour events total have been on Whitefish? I, I know one. Two, two or three. We had an open there. Open. Um, that qualified a few anglers yep. to then fish the tour. The, the regular tour. Yep. Um, and then Peter's one. Peter's yep. one. And I think just two then. We had an open and a norm, and a regular. Were we there last year? Or was it two years ago when Peter's won? So were we there one more year, but maybe not. Yep. Nope, that sounds we about might, right. We might be forgetting one, but uh, who won the open? Arnold Helgerson. He did. You're right. Yep. So we've got Arnold and we've got Peters that have for sure won the two. There might be another one we're forgetting, but both were a Capra. little. He won Lahamadu. He won the championship on Dean Lahamadu. won the championship on, on Lahamadu. Whitefish. You're right. Yep. Well, I'm gonna, my veteran pick for Whitefish is Dean. He, I was, I was going to say the same. He I mean, left, he's, oh, sure. He, just jump in front of everybody, Glenn, and pick the easiest apple last. off but, the tree. No, but wait, he, no, he, he was. He, he left, I think, a lot on the water that day. I think, you know. My my pick, my, what did we call him? Veteran. Veteran. So favorite, veteran, favorite a rookie, pick. and a dark horse. Never mind. No, a, vet, a veteran favorite and a dark horse. Sure. Let's stick. Yeah. To, I like the yeah. rookie pick, yeah. but we need to stick to our theme we did on the first one. veteran, rookie, dark horse. No, we did oh. veteran, favorite. We had a favorite veteran, a favorite, favorite, and a dark horse. See, there wasn't official rules printed, so we each have a very close perception. Sure. Glenn, you didn't oh, print the rules no, again? Just, Come I, on. Yeah. Of this. All right, do whatever you want. Yeah. It's your show. Three picks. It's your show. Three picks. Glenn picked one. Jack picked one. Who, no, right? who did you pick? He started to pick, and we started to yell at well, about the rules uh, of yeah, picking. I agreed with the Dean pick. Yeah. 
Okay. That's all I've done so far. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, you want to finish up your other two while he's thinking? I will do, yeah, Dean. Dean, uh, I think um, rookie Jake Panici and... Hunter went. I'm going. I'm going to jump in, and I don't know what category you put this guy in, but if it's a veteran, favor, whatever we said, but I'm going to say breakthrough for for Jacob Novak. That's a great, he's, great. Pick. He's been very steady. Mm-hmm. He's he's a young dude, but he's got a ton of experience on the championship tour. He's fished a lot of our events for yep. what three, four years, at least four or five years. Yeah. Um, I believe he spends a lot of time on whitefish, if I yep. remember correctly. He yep. did pretty well the last time we I were up there. So, yep. I feel like Jacob's just knocking on the door. To yep. Jacob's on the cusp. He's yep. about to win yep. one. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And Couldn't agree more. It's going to be whitefish. That's my pick. All right. My turn? Or you want to see what I'm going to pick before you go? No. I have my Quit picks. pulling on my card, Glenn. That's, that's not me. me. I have my picks. Oh. Um... Hunter went is definitely in there. Um, I had somebody else in mind, and now I just am drawing a blank. Um, I am not showing any favoritism to the host of the show or the people in the room, but I know about Aaron Teal's prolific history on Whitefish, and I remember watching him last year on Gull Lake, which is very similar, and he was on the cusp of getting it done there. So I do want to pick Aaron Teal for Whitefish. Never thought I'd blush twice in one That's show. <laughs> and I am not showing favoritism whatsoever. Fantastic pick. Yeah. Great um, pick. Hell of a pick. <laughs> and I think I'm just going to leave it at two for Whitefish just because, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I've got Aaron blushing and I don't want to interrupt that. Is it warm in here? Yeah, exactly. No, but in all honesty, Aaron, yes, I'm definitely putting you up there on that one. Um, Appreciate that. I'm, I'm ready. To go for. I want. I'm I think excited you're ready. For that I one. think it's time. I think it's time. I learned a lot the first one down yeah. there, and uh, I, I'm excited to go into that one with an open mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to throw. I'm jumping all over the place. You got to throw Arnold in there. Mm-hmm. I, he's won there before. He's Mr. Doc Fisherman. Yep. He's, he's, yeah, Arnold's got to be there. If it's sunny and calm, yeah. Arnie's going to catch him. He's yep. going to catch yep. him off docks. I mean, he's absolutely super good at that. He's yep. he's got it done on whitefish before. Yep. yep, he's up there. Well, I was just really having a tough debate between Arnie and a guy, but you mentioning Arnie, you know, I'm good with that. So Arnie's an overall pick from I think the four of us, mm-hmm. which allows me to say that. John Figgy, to me, this one is a dangerous event for him because uh, Whitefish is a wild card, and Figgy's ready to do anything, mm-hmm. and he knows that, like, really, I'm saving him really, for my Lahomedy really picks. If, if he meets a Russian night before the tournament, <laughs> look out, ladies and gentlemen. Look out. You're done for. Leave the boat on the trailer. If Figgy meets a Russian night before the tournament, it's over. Yep. Anyway. Um, We're not touching that anymore. So Figgy yeah. is my first pick. We'll leave it at that. Um, For Whitefish, though. Yes, yes. He would be my, my favorite, so to speak. I had another one queued up. Give me a minute. I really like the Novak pick. 
well played. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Teal as well. I got to. You know, okay. if you're yeah. not willing to bet on yourself... You know, I think you've done the that. boat on the trailer. I think you've done gutsy that both move. times now. If Aaron doesn't, if Aaron doesn't get it done at Big Stone, I think Whitefish <laughs> is, is, is his event. So, gutsy move. You know, gutsy move. Ballsy, I know. All right, we're two events into the year. Aaron's leading AOI. Yeah. He's won $24,000. Didn't we say that um, in this Pick'em segment, you can't pick, that if you pick three guys for the first event, you can't pick them for the next event? No. We didn't say that? That no. wasn't in the rule. We didn't do rules? No. We're doing rules next year. Okay. Chad Smith would be my rookie pick, one. even okay. though he's not a rookie. It's a good I one. Think. No, Chad's not a rookie. No. It's a good deep water, clear water angle. It's a good wake good surf lake, sit. a lot of wake surf boats. He's kind of got the wake that, surf hair yes, going good. on. Okay. Yep. I think he's ready yep. to go for that one. Might be yeah. extra dialed. Yep. Right. yep, 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 yep. So that I takes like us it. to Lahamadu. Well, no, wait a minute. Pro-Am. <laughs> Okay, yeah, my picks are different. For Pro Am, let's for just sure. go. That, that's why one we got to throw it out there. Pro Am, Connor O'Connor, with seven smallmouth, seven fish limit. Connor, Connor, seven smallmouth. Connor O'Connor. If Aaron Teal doesn't get it done on Big Stone or Whitefish number one, I'm going to go with a mixed bag Aaron Teal in the Pro Am. Nice. Ooh, you can't nice. bet on yourself. Leave the boat on the trailer. Nice. I'm taking Dean Capra. Okay. I like that pick. That's a good my one. dark horse is Mike Anselmo. You're fishing? I'm in. Oh, my pick changed. Okay. <laughs> Bagley for the win. Nice. Yes. Yep. Good call. Good call. Yeah. No, eight seven fish on the fish. Dino. So you got who's your pick for the program? I said Connor O'Connor. O'Connor, Teal, Capra. Yeah. Yep. Who you got? I'll, I'll go uh I'll go Jeff Bosart. Ooh, Ooh, that's a yeah. That's he a, just, I just talked to him the other day. I'll just talk to him the other day. That is a naughty little. Yeah. He's, he's fishing the pro am. That's his only championship tour event of the yeah. year, as far as I yep. believe. Oh, and yep. he's gonna be really hungry so too. He'll be hungry. He knows whitefish. And I think oh, yeah. he was second or third in the pro. In I'm the going open. Jeff Bosart. That's yep. uh, that's a naughty yep. little pick there. Okay, big time. Yep. Can't. Can't. Hey, okay. End of August now. Do we, want to, do we want to take Lahamadu. a break and let's wrap up Lahamadu and then go right into the championship? We Are you saying break then Lahamadu or Lahamadu then break? Break then Lahamadu. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Back from break. Lahamadu is Ojibwe for the good land. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was Milwaukee. Oh yeah, that's Milwaukee. My yes. bad. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Dang it. Oh, so close. But Lahamadu to me is another wild card dark horse. Just they're all they're all like you never know what's gonna happen. That's the beauty of fishing. It's not like basketball where yeah. you know Le- LeBron's gonna put up twenty two points tonight at least. And, Unless it's you know a maybe twenty five. Like no, it's not how fishing works. No, it's not how fishing works. Lahamadu is one of these. It's a chain, like whitefish. It's very whitefish-like, but not. We're starting to see, we're starting to see something going on in Minnesota right now. Gull Lake is a perfect example. Um, Whitefish is right there with it. Lahamadu is definitely coming on that way. These are all lakes that 25 years ago, when I was fishing tournaments, that eight fish limit. If you had 18 pounds, you were getting a check. 
Yeah. Lakes are changing in a good way. Gull mm-hmm. Lake has never fished as good as it is fishing right now. Whitefish chain is fishing. Don't even count the smallmouth aspect of whitefish. The largemouth and whitefish are going nuts. Um, Lahamadu is coming on strong. Lahamadu was always one back in the 90s. Eight fish limit. If you had 18 pounds, you're like, oh, dude, I got this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had literally a two-pound average with a three-pounder in there, you could win that thing. Mm-hmm. And Lahamadu is really coming on strong, but we're really seeing some neat things with a lot of these fisheries. Back in the day, we used to joke when Minnetonka and Prior Lake were, you know, monster bags, monster bags, and it was all about milfoil and, you know, Everybody was like, oh, God, if we could have milfoil and gall and milfoil and Lahamadu, you know, they'd be so good. And, yeah, gall's got a little bit of milfoil, but it's nothing like Minnetonka was in Prior Lake. And same thing with Lahamadu. They're just naturally – I don't know what the reason is, but is it better fishermen, better technology, better lures? I don't know. I Have those think fish I know always the been there. I think there's a part of it, but I think the lakes are just coming on in a mm-hmm. tremendously good way, and Lahamadu's right there. Well, zebra mussels, okay, to me, Lahamadu is a lot like gull to the point where you used to see a two-pound class of largemouth dominate to the point where people couldn't get over that Mm-hmm. in their yep. tournament bags right yep. well with zebra mussels what we've seen that due to the grass edge and due to the grass and the vegetation in these fisheries it's pushed the weed line out to where gull you see coontail growing up in 25 foot of water sure in some places lahamadu is the same way lahamadu the weed line used to be in 15 to 18 foot right mm-hmm. yeah and if you fish that same weed line now you would be on top of the grass got it and Got it. That's my theory on it. I'm not saying I have the answer, but no, me, I think that's a that's a great observation because it's you know mm-hmm. you've seen a direct the bigger correlation. The, the bigger the forest, the bigger the deer. More cover, a, more yeah. You've seen a direct correlation with that vegetation growing deeper and that zebra mussel getting into the lake and tournament weights. They both sure. are on that same curve. Yeah. In Lahamadu, I remember in the Silverado days, we're not promoting exotic species by any means we're not saying spread them <laughs> we're talking cause and effect we're talking about the people who did spread them and what happened <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying don't kill completely weeds. different yeah don't kill lake weeds amen but lahamadu i remember lahamadu. the silverados i was an am i got paired with john wick the third oh yeah john wick the local third. We, yeah cabin on the lake Post-spawn. wait a minute did big john or julio John Wick the third. Big John. His hands were bigger than your head. He wasn't small, but I'm not gonna say he was That's huge. Big John. Yeah. Okay. We th- we were throwing wacky senkos and I think we had like fourteenth or sixteenth place, like pretty good finish for the Silverado. We had like sixteen pounds for six. Mm-hmm. That's a big yep. bag back yeah. then. That was yep. a big bag yep. back then. Now you're seeing those five fish tournaments win yep. with eighteen to twenty yep. pounds. Yep. Right? Yep. That used to be 15 or 16 yeah. pounds, right? Yeah. Gull, same thing. Yeah. So, Lamadu's opened up yeah. in many ways, but there's a lot of ways in an every fish counts format. Mm-hmm. To me, there's a lot of and mean, there's a lot of stuff that could go down. That time there. of year, end of August, is it hot August? Is it a cool August? 
Well, lake split factors in too. Lake it's kind of like whitefish, no. where Carlos fishes different than Lahama, dude. That Get fish over is, the lake split. It's got nothing just, to do with it, Teal. I'm not saying that <laughs> we have a different lake split. Everybody fishes the same lake you. split. I'm not, I'm not saying that you. you are, Chief. I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying that it's a chain like whitefish. So you have bodies of water on the chain that lay out a little bit different and have different topography. Mm-hmm. Seems Carlos, like, I mean, unless <clears throat> we're starting to cool down and things get a little funky in terms of early fall, I hate to say early fall and when it's yeah. an August tournament, but if it's, you know, s- summer conditions, call it, you'd think, I mean, there's so much offshore, offshore structure on that entire chain. I mean, there's nooks and points and turns. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just endless out there, right, in terms of deeper water schools. And, you know, we the last time, I believe the last time we were there, I think we saw, you know, one of our first like just absolute smash fests between John Figgy and Jim Moyna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in yep. the first and into the second half of that tournament yep. where those guys had weed line, jig worm schools yep. where, you know, it's every cast. Yep. Just the perfect storm of the Champions Tour, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they had a few key groups of fish offshore where you can – hit spot lock and sit there and catch one after another. And you would think that is pretty likely for the event mm-hmm. this year, you know, and that's what, yeah. uh, if it were me, that's what I'd be looking for yeah. is that place where, I mean, again, to me, that's the ultimate goal in a, in a, at least a summer championship tour event. If you can find offshore schools where you can sit there and not move and not waste time and catch yep. fish after fish and be efficient in that way. Yep. I mean, that's gravy. That's that's mm-hmm. the ultimate. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this could be that event where the guys that can locate those schools and stay on top of them and make the adjustments if they shut down or, you know, if you go to the next one, whatever it may be, the guys that can stay on those big groups of fish. And, again, to your guys' point that you're talking about, the whole fishery is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. The fish are, are a little bit bigger. You got on the right schools, and, you know, we're talking 100 to 150 pounds to win this thing. Mm-hmm. If, my, if conditions are right. My dark horse on that lake is the shallow water bite. I don't disagree with Lahamadu that. Lahamadu has always been notorious for a shallow water bite year-round, be it not just docks, but pencil reeds, pads, main lake shallow water. That late August, I don't care where you are in Minnesota, that late August, there's always a shallow water bite that fires up that time of year, and Lahamadu... That could be the dark yeah. horse there. I agree with you, Jack, on the deep schools. No, you, you get into that late August, you get... Start to get some cooler nights and some yeah hint of September going. I agree. Yep. 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 So my dark horse, not an angler dark horse pick, is a dark horse pattern is sure shallow bite for Lahamadu. That, yeah, that could call. be really yeah. interesting to watch. Good call. What's yeah. your thoughts on that, Glenn? Because I have, I have some thoughts on that and I, reasoning that i think that's totally true i mean when i was looking through the anglers like that shallow water guy um i go back to brad leiferman um, and he's got he's got i mean he's fished a couple of derbies i'm sure he's Muhammad. probably i would dangle probably the, I'm sure he's dangled a one in that lake a couple of times three. i would probably <laughs> say it's a contest between him and dino as far as experience yeah. on that water 
yep. for the most experience on the Lahomedy chain. I'm also going to go with another, like your pick um, for Whitefish with Jacob Novak, a guy that's ready for a breakout. Um, Andy Nichols. Yeah. yeah. He's been it. around. A pick anywhere. He's, uh, he's never won. I think he was second, I think, last year or two years ago at Vermilion. Last year he had he's a strong showing. He's at the always right there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good picker. But any he's of them. ready, yeah. and I mean, he has tons of time on the water. He has tons of experience on Lahamadu. So I think Andy, um, I think Brad, and I like um, another angler. I think ready. You know, it's kind of been knocking there. Uh, David Shishnick. Sickenator. 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 Yeah. And uh, David's got a ton of experience up there, too. Yep. yep. And I think he has some experience on offshore, and I think he could go shallow, too. He's yep. just a good angler. Yep. yep. So yep. I. Uh, yeah. So to and, me. And I mean, in that preview article, Jim Moyna is very unhappy at how that event ended. So he's he wants revenge on that lake. So if anyone has like a kind of like. Dean with Whitefish, Jim. I guess what I would say would be the favorite. Like going into it, he's the guy coming in, swinging, looking for that uppercut. Sure. I mean, I would say. I mean, Jim is as accomplished of a Minnesota angler as mm. anybody. He's yep. a pioneer, but he hasn't won a championship event. So you know, I oh. I don't want to say a guy knocking on the door because he's yeah. knocked on yeah tons of doors yes. and broke them all down. I mean, he's yep. as good as anybody yep. out there in terms of our our Minnesota crew, but. He's due to win one for sure. He is. And that that could be the one. And Jim's put up two years ago talking with him, his had a he had a big change in I shouldn't say focus and determination towards a champions tour. It was a change in strategy. Yes. His focus and determination is the same on everything. It was a change in strategy. And since then he's been perennially top tens. And last year was challenging for Angler of the Year. Yeah, um, I mean, didn't we? I think look at a stat on Jim. I think he has the most top ten or at, at the championship last year. I think we were. Yeah. I think it's got to be close. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think, yeah, or the most checks maybe or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and 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 that couple years ago, he, first tournament for the meetings, like Paul, I got to figure it out. I think I got to figure it out. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And this is Jim Moyna who's been fishing FLW Tour and BASS forever. Mm -hmm. He said, when I'm fishing, and he's won FLW Tour events, he says, when I'm fishing one of those events, I need to catch five bass. I need to be in the right spot at the right time to get five bites. And that may only last five minutes in a day. I finally figured it out with the Champions Tour. I have to be in the right spot at the right time, catching the right fish every 15 minutes of the day. Right. And, and he, and he, we talked about it and he's like, he sat long. He's like, I sat long and hard and thought about this and it totally changed my, his strategy and his dynamic. And ever since then, he's like you said, his yeah. stats went through the roof and he's due. He's going to yeah. crush one. And I just think his versatility, I mean, we, yeah. we've seen it on the champions tour. Like again, with all of his experience on, so many different fisheries. I mean, he can catch them shallow. Mm-hmm. He can catch them deep and everywhere in between. I mean, yep. we, uh, I can't think of a more versatile. I mean, yeah. it's just he can do it anywhere. And to your guys' point about it, maybe a potential shallow water deal yep. in Lahamadu. I mean, yep. he can adjust and, and he's seen it all, right? So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. That could be that could be one for him. Yeah. But I'm thinking my veteran pick for Lahamadou is John Figgy. Can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. He's proven it there. He's due to win another one. Former Angler of the Year. For Mother Russia. Mother Russia. <laughs> My other favorite is Ron Mayer. That's, That's a good one. That's a good one. Ron's due. Um, I have a sneaky little dark horse on that one, and I think Dan Fabiano could be due too as a dark horse. That's yeah. a good one. And mm-hmm. I think Lahamadou fits Dan. Yep. Yep. Really well. He's. Do a little bit of everything, He's kind of put it all together. He's a squirrel. He's a squirrel. <laughs> he, Dan is it's a squirrely a lake. Squirrel. Yeah. Big time. But Dan's putting it together and Dan's due. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my overall favorite is either Figgy or Mare. Um We were talking about rookies coming on the tour and and coming in after that first event and you know, not expecting what happened to happen. Ron was the first guy that came on the tour that he come in and he's like, all right, why do we got to be here for an hour for lunch? Let's get going. You know, I mean, <laughs> and uh, I'm still getting to know Ron. I've known him for several years, but he is just impresses me more and more and more. And uh, I don't know why I picked him. I don't know why I only picked him for Lahamadu, but I think he could be in a top five pick for mm-hmm. winners for every event. Yeah. Every single one. Yep. 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 But Figgy, he's going to be right there. He's another one that could be yeah. picked for oh, every 100%. event. But Fabiano is definitely my dark yeah. horse. Um, he, like Andy Nichols, is there. Yeah. It's going to happen. I think, I mean, to your point about the potential shallow water thing and where we're at with the weather, I mean, that's the total mm. question mark. Yeah. Like, I haven't been there in quite a few years, but like Lahamadu was kind of like a miniature Minnetonka in my mind. Minus, Without Milfo. Yeah. Yep. Just fish, you know, and if you get to that cooler nights period, like, it can get funky, you know, mm-hmm. w- one way or another. So it just depends. I mean, if we're still in, like, warm summer nights and fish are schooled up and they're biting out on a weed line on a jig worm or, or frankly, whatever you want to catch them on, drop mm-hmm. shot, whatever, then it could be. Chicken. Yeah. It could be <laughs> really high weights or it could be pretty, pretty challenging. Yeah. So. Who are your picks? You got three. Didn't I say? No, I don't. He know. went. He picked the pattern. You picked the pattern. I picked the pattern. You think you did? Offshore. You picked the pattern. Oh man! I can go um, first if you want. I actually kind of like. Yeah, let me go. You go. You yeah, go. You I'll chew on that. I'll chew anglers. on it. I'll chew on it. So I think just in general, the interesting thing about Wahamadu that time of year kind of factors. Before in. you steal it, I'm going Tony Hatton. Because I knew you were going to say I that. I love how you yeah, stepped he, on yeah. the host of the show. <laughs> you no, totally I, stepped on the host. I love it. Fair pick. I might still even pick him. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to pick Aaron Teal. That's probably in there. Yeah. yeah. So Dark yeah, horse. Okay, continue. I'm Not to interrupt. I'm going to build the suspense by talking about the general like pattern of the lake. To me, the interesting thing about what we're debating about with offshore versus shallow, to me, the big factor to me is pressure. Lahamadu's seen a lot of pressure over the years. You've got high school 100-boat tournaments out there, and mm-hmm. we've seen this with lakes like I've experienced it with Gull, where it used to be the end of August was offshore schooling haven. 
Mm-hmm. And if you weren't fishing offshore, I mean, do some like that's what you needed yeah. to be mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Well, last year, I mean, I think every champion's angler experienced a tougher offshore bite than we're used to. And I don't think it's because there wasn't fish out there. I think it's because of all that tournament pressure that they've seen. We've seen this on Lake Minnetonka where you used to maybe be able to blast 12 to 15 to 20 bass out of a school. Well, with the pressure there, now the best time to fish offshore is that post, like end of post spawn period, yeah. where get the fresh ones. They're fresh. Get mm-hmm. the fresh ones, right? Where it used to be, like I remember, us sixteen years old fishing tournaments, like it was one offshore in the end of August. Yeah. Well, now with the pressure we're seeing in the summer and how good anglers have gotten, how good technology's gotten with three sixty mega live, you name it, the Ultrex and Spotlock, yeah. Um, these guys are getting better offshore Lake and these fish are feeling 100%, 100%. that. And to me, cold nights would be a factor to that shallow water deal playing. But to me, two months of getting beat on two, ma- two months of getting beat <laughs> yeah. on. I, yeah. I'm curious if those offshore fish are going to be able to handle that pressure. And you and I both know that I would love for that to be the case because I love to fish offshore, but to me, the wild card with a, a lake like Lahamadu, Whitefish, or Gull is their major tournament destinations. Mm-hmm. And with technology, high school fishing, and all of this hoopla and talent in the state, you know, that's that's putting a little bit bigger amount yeah. of pressure on those offshore fish. So it really, to me, is a wild card for all of these events. But my pick, one of my picks would be Tony Hatton. <laughs> And he'd probably be my pick for whitefish, too, because he's an excellent offshore angler. So if that offshore bite plays, Tony Hatton is probably going to be on, on him. Um, and then I'm actually going to pick Let me four guess, I bet he throws one. a jig. I promise he does. And <laughs> I, he'll wax that sweet ass on it. And um, <laughs> that's what he does. So I think, yeah, whitefish, Lahamadu, I could have picked him for either one, but he's definitely my pick for Lahamadu. He won a fairly big tournament out there last year he's one out in lahamadu yep. and him and i have yeah. actually fished together and one on whitefish before yeah. uh offshore um so he'd be one of my picks my other pick would be aaron teal because if he doesn't get it done on big stone or if or he doesn't fish. get it done on whitefish or whitefish you know, pro-am. Whitefish pro-am. then he's due on lahamadu yep. right right and then my last pick i'm gonna actually split between two of my bros because i think they're as good at anglers you're as anybody host, you're allowed Dane Veselka, I think if he doesn't knock on the door at those first two events, I, I'm scared of him on Lahamadu. And then the other guy I would pick is James Chapman. To me, he's a guy who uh, is very experienced angler and kind of finds that bite maybe other people don't find. So if there's a sneaky little something that's off the wall, mm-hmm. um, somewhere weird, James Chapman's going to find it and he'll catch him. So Yep, love it. Yep. So, and then the championship. Yeah, Paul, you said you're going to announce the championship lake tonight. I'm going to announce <laughs> that at Big Stone, we will announce the championship. Well, that's a hell of an announcement. I am and going to announce that at Big Stone pre tournament meeting, we will announce the, the announcement of the announcement. Yeah. I heard Glenn might leak it, but just because he knows you won't fire him. What I want to do though is we're gonna. Talk about the whole season, and we've talked about the whole season, previewed the bodies of water. We've made some picks, this and that. I want 
to maybe do some picks as to who's going to make the championship. We don't have a lake. We don't know who's going to be in it. I would like to play a little game of pick the pattern to win the championship. What's your top three pattern picks for the championship? Now, the championship is a one week after Lahamadu. I actually, I'm you brought pick one the week? pattern up, and I, yeah, one week after. How are we supposed to pick the pattern? We don't know the lake. I agree with I actually Jack. don't ever want to pick anglers ever again. I just want to go through a preview of the tournament and pick the pattern. So preview of the tournament also includes the lake name, correct? No. No. Okay. Pick the pattern. It's pick the right pattern before Labor Day weekend. Early in Minnesota. September. Early September in Minnesota. Pick the pattern. So fifty percent of the field qualifies it, it'll to be a, go to the championship. And we do have to say the championship for the champions tour is a free event. Yes. So when you qualify for the championship, you get to fish for a fully rigged Skeeter boat with a Yamaha outboard with no entry fee. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else that you can go do that. That is a huge deal. So you've got three qualifying events in the year, but the top 50 out of the tour get to go to that championship. And now it's a one-day free-for-all for that Skeeter Yamaha with no entry fee. So that's huge. And we do it, you know, quickly thereafter. Um, pre-fishing is limited. You get the weekend before and then the three days of the week up to it off limits. So the lake's fresh. Um, everybody's going to get to know at Big Stone where the championship is. So that way they've got something to shoot for all year long. Um, but the championship's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The championship, one thing that we don't talk enough about, I believe, is in a typical Angler of the Year standings, it's your qualifying events throughout the year that determine your Angler of the Year. Bassmasters Classic, for example, there are no Angler of the Year points in that. So they fish all year to qualify for that, but then that determines Angler of the Year. We actually include our championship in Angler of the Year because we actually think that's a pretty important part about being Angler of the Year is concluding all tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so the championship, Angler of the Year can be decided at that event. It, it is decided at that event. Well, it is decided, <laughs> of course, but I guess my I guess what I meant to say is that those points count. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yes. you're absolutely No, right. you're right. It is I mean it's final, so it's decided. I'm of just course. saying I'm just saying yeah. the championship is very important mm-hmm. to that yeah, race. Absolutely. Absolutely. So not only out there fishing for a boat with no entropy, but you're fishing for the Angler of the Year title. Mm-hmm. How many Angler of the Year titles have been changed? You know, where maybe the guy leading AOI into the championship doesn't end up winning AOI. Almost happened last year with Matt Thompson. Right. It was really close. I believe Matt last year had to get 12th or better. And I think he finished 11th or 10th. No, he he got up there a little bit. He he had a good second half. Yeah. he, He made it. A little less stressful on himself, but um, but it wasn't the yeah, first it, half was it, it wasn't locked trout, up solid all day on trout. When, trout um, when Noah won AOI that year. Matt Peters won. Or, Peters won. Peters, Peters won, trout. He won at all championship oh, and yeah. he won Angler yeah. of the Year. Because I think he, I didn't believe... he have to win Trout in order to win Angler of the Year? Potentially, it was pretty so. close because Kyle Shuda was runner up and right, yeah, right, yeah, yep, yep. So Peters by winning on Trout. One, one a boat, boat and one, one a boat on one AOI. Sure. Yeah. So, 
This podcast is brought to you by my brother from another mother, my tournament partner, and the best rod builder north of the equator that still has 20-20 vision, Veselka Fishing and Customs, specializing in custom fishing rods. Your custom rod, the way you want it, because it has to be your rod. However, he has a wide variety to choose from, including his all-new for 2023 custom chicken rod. If you throw the big fluff, the hairy gary, the rotisserie dissery, the half ounce palamalu, the three quarter ounce rooster biscuit, the lightener looking like D. Snyder, you're going to want to be throwing the Veselka Fishing Chicken Special Big Hair Jig Rod. Mr. Veselka spent a lot of time on this rod and it has the perfect action to throw, hook, and land those fish that you maybe pulled the bait out from because the rod was too stiff or had them spit it because your rod didn't have the backbone. Well, the new chicken special from Veselka Fishing and Customs has worked to solve both of those issues along with superior balance and quality components. So head on over to his website, veselkafishing.com. That's V-O-C-E-L-K-A fishing.com. Pick this rod up before it's too late, because up here in the North Country, they about to be schooling. Hey guys, Gaff with Waypoint English Supply here. Just wanted to highlight the fact that we have the big bass resource right here. Obviously, everybody in Minnesota knows about Kytex and the littler swim baits like these bait labs here, but we're here to have the big baits here in the store. We got Huddleston's, we've got the dangerous swim baits, the jointed claw glide baits, and the bull shooter glide baits, but it's not only the baits. We've got big rods, big reels, big line, and all that good stuff for you guys to go ahead and chase your biggest fish of your life. So swing on into Waypoint English Supply and get hooked up with the biggest tackle around. So it's a big tournament. It's mm-hmm. huge. A lot yep. can be decided. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Pick I don't pattern. know. I don't, I don't, uh... I think a buzzbait's gonna play. Nice, Ooh. nice. You kind of mailed all, that no one. No matter, in, but it's actually early September. Pick. No matter where it is, it's probably gonna be a little grindy, a little clacker. You're gonna, you're gonna have an offshore, call it, or slightly deeper school slash morning deal. That's not gonna be great, but maybe mm-hmm. you catch six, eight, ten fish. Yeah, and then you scrap it up the rest of the day. Kind of just like last year yep. with Noah, and you just keep grinding away, and that's my that's my pick the pattern. Yep. Start offshore, catch a fair amount, nothing crazy, and then scrap it up the rest of the day and put it together. Yeah, it's my yep. pattern. I like his pattern. Pretty much junk fishing. Yeah, I like the starting offshore thing. It yeah, gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, see September. I, I'm we just narrowed starting. it down to five thousand lakes. I'm liking starting <laughs> shallow in the morning. Get that early topwater bite. That was buzzbait. Buzz 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 yeah. Yep. Maybe a little chatterbait. Oh yeah, and then slowly, you know, that early mid morning, you know, that eight nine slide offshore and go whack a few of those. I'm in for pancakes, that are still man. out there. He's thinking creep in. You're thinking creep. Out. I'm thinking straight up afternoon session is nothing but docks, frogs, I and like buzzbaits. That's what I said. Docks, frogs, and buzzbaits in the afternoon. Oh, not that's not creeping out. Yeah. He creeps I out mid morning. He's creep creeping. Out. He's then creeping. I back. Creep out. Oh, yo, you gotta go. We in already you gotta go out. back out. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you go in, then you come out, and then you gotta. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't yeah. know where your heads you're creeping are going. Me, you're creeping the guy me doing out. everything. I don't know where your heads are going. Good thing the guy who does everything. Good thing he's not do. staying here tonight. Yeah. yeah. I am not fishing these, so I can just <laughs> speculate however I want. Glenn, what, what's the wedding pattern look like? I kind of like Paul's. Um, In and out? Yes. I think top water so. early. Um, and I think you a guy would dabble offshore. I don't think it. I think you could. You maybe get a couple, but then I think afternoon you junk. And I think if if a guy can go flip, skip, and frog. Every championship, and I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head here, but every championship that the Champions Tour has ever had is a grinder tournament. Yeah, I don't think likely because had. likely because it's early September, and that's just kind of how it goes. I don't think we ever but, had one or one pattern stuck all day. Right, or or where someone just blew it out you know it's yeah. always like yeah. just chipping away you know have a little flurry here and then get caught by everybody else and then kind of so like it's just the guy that can adjust and just keep his head in the game and just keep at him again it gets yeah. back to that like fishing in september can be challenging in minnesota it seems like but i love it because to me for that championship it kind of sorts out like the most versatile yep best angler which a championship should absolutely like we see it year after year where it again it's it's tough like it's hard to get bites which is rare in minnesota let's be honest like you you can go out and catch bass pretty willingly like yeah on a lot of our lakes but september is tricky like and i think in every championship we've ever had you see it where i think back to the very first one 2017 on pacagama andy walls was the favorite mm-hmm. he was a local guy yep. And he stunk it up in the first half. Yeah. He was way down. And everyone was like, what the heck's going on? And it was just a challenging bite. Like, windy. It was windy. (laughs) You know, he just didn't quite get locked in. But Andy's a super good fisherman. And he stayed after it. He knows that lake. And he came back from way down. And he won a boat. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just that guy that can kind of encompass that whole like versatility and. And staying on fish consistent th- consistently throughout the day, or at least yeah. getting back on fish anyway, and that's who's going to win that championship. Yep. And it's just kind of that time of year yields itself to like yep. the most versatile guy that can keep his head in the game and keep his head out of getting stuck on one thing. Yes, totally. It's yeah. not just the versatility in the angler; it's the versatility of right. the mind games yep. mm-hmm. of being able to just. I got to stay in that bite window all day. I don't care if I'm in six inches or 60 feet of water. Just go, 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 go. So I know you love picking anglers, Paul. Yeah. And since, you know, since we have to pick a pattern, you know, why don't we pick some anglers for the championship this year? Who's going to win a boat? Aaron Teal. Love that pick. I want to steal that pick pick before you. Oh, my gosh. I hear that in my sleep. Tonight. If Matt Thompson doesn't win Big Stone, then he's my pick for the championship. Okay. He gets three, but he's only picking one. I'm going with okay. Moina. Moina. Moina's one in a boat this year. Jack? I'm going I'm going with Figgy. I I mean, has there been what? Two or three where he's been ultra close mm-hmm. in the championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right out here on Malax. Yep. He's, I mean, we all know he's 
super qualified all over the place. I think he's he's breaking through and, and winning the championship. You know, after Aaron Teal. But well, I don't think Aaron Teal needs to make a pick. I, I have one. Okay. It was a really tough decision. I've been working through it in my head. And it, it was a really tough pick. It's it's between me or Noah Schultz and, and I think this is my year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, if it doesn't go down on Big Stone. Or Lahan. Or if it does. Or Whitefish. I mean, it could be done twice. We've had some anglers prove that it could be done twice. However, try not to get greedy. <laughs> One bass at a time. So, you know. Yeah. Could be my year to win a boat. Could be. I like it. Yep. Mic drop. I mean, right now, the way my scorecard reads, I got... Not only Aaron Teal winning a boat, I have him winning Angler of the Year and winning all three qualifying <laughs> events. Man, so I mean, I got strong. a clean sweep. Yeah. Strong, buttering me card. up. Yeah, strong. Yeah. Aoi is my goal this year. Okay, along with everybody else fishing. But <laughs> well, well, no, Matt Thompson. I guarantee you, that's not his goal this year. He told me. I believe he wants that. to. He doesn't. Actually he said that. he flat out told me I do not care about another. Want. He goes, I do not want another Yeti cooler. I do not uh, want another Mula cup. No, no, no. Sam, he told Sam, me this. I believe the he doesn't want Angler of the Year, but yeah. he wants every one of those Yetis. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he told me he doesn't. I knew he was lying on that one He's because he likes to he likes to rub those Yeti coolers in everybody's face. Oh, like, yeah. you, you want this? Come take it away from me. He'd rather win a Yeti than an event. Like, no, but he flat out past. told me. He does not want any more Mula Cups, no Yetis, no Anglers of the Years. All he wants to do is win a tournament and go win a boat. That's fine. Pass the Mula Cups to Daddy, Matt Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give those up, but I think he's lying when he says he'd give up the Yetis. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep. In fact, he, the other day, he was those talking ain't... to him. He went, where the heck was he? He was at a gas station or whatever, and some kids who were some fishing shirts on, they walked up to him and said, hey, you're the big yeti right he's like um my name is matt oh no but you're the you're big yeti aren't you <laughs> he's like i didn't even know my name i'm just oh that's my only that's his only fan's know, name that's different. he's like all right dude if you think i'm big yeti all right i'm the yeti yep so he earned it yep yep for sure yep. so we've kind of previewed the season but there's been a history with the Champs Tour and dangerousness, and you guys have seen every bit of it. Dangerousness That's on the a Champions Tour. Challenging word. Well, there's there's dangerous anglers on the Champions Tour that seem to have the deal figured out, and I'm, this call it the the bounty list, if you will, for all the anglers maybe coming in. Who do you need to look out for that is pretty much always there? Who's a who? I mean, there's 10 guys. Chad Grigsby. I know. Chad Grigsby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John Figgy to me is always there. Yep. To me, not? we're lucky Kyle Shoot is not fishing this year because right. he's yeah. always there. I, I mean, Matt Peters, like, yeah. always I, there. I feel like Matt has, I mean, we've heard him talk about, like, he has the Chambers Tour plan, like, down to the minute. I mean, he knows how many bass he's supposed to catch. He's, like, slightly. Kirk Cousins ish with spreadsheets, hundred percent. Yeah, Whoa. which in the, the Champions Tour, he'll format, never admit it, but he is slightly. Yeah, what I forget what he I forget what he said, but he's you know you're supposed he's based off previous weights on lakes and like whatever you got to catch 
20 bass per half or, you know, and by yep. the minute he's got this like yep. dialed down to, yep. you know, statistics and you can't knock it. Cause I mean, yeah. he's, I believe he's, well, I don't know. I guess him and Noah are probably right there in yeah. terms of wins. I'm yep. not sure, but yep. he's one made. of the winningest anglers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. So Capra. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. been solid. Moina yeah. last year yep. was yeah. a force to be reckoned yep. with. Yep. Jacob Novak, Hunter Went, uh, Luke Gilland has won an event, and he almost leading on the river last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Noah Schultz is pretty good. Yep. <laughs> I heard that. I heard a yep. rumor about yeah, that. I heard that. We'll see. <laughs> Arnold's, I mean, Arnold's yeah. consistent. He, uh, Arnold is always, Arnold's always a, right there. Arnold's that little machine. Yep. Just mm-hmm. it's Arnold again. He's coming yep. after me. Yep. Yeah, he's a machine. Like you said, I mean, Chad Grigsby hasn't he hasn't fished a ton of our events, but a couple years worth, and he's Chad's. Yeah. I mean, he's Andy again. Nichols. He's an, he's another guy that has so much experience. Yeah. Chad's all won. over the nation, yeah. and he puts that together to yep. again adjust like little adjustments you got to make throughout the day to stay on fish consistently, and he knows how to do that because he's fished at. Well, his first year he only fished two because. Uh, the third one, he had a conflict, right. and he damn near made the championship. Right, yeah. right. He's a good one. Nichols, yeah. like you said. Yeah. I mean, Andy fishes everything under the sun, and yeah. that does him, yeah, does him well. Mm-hmm. Aaron's cheating, looking at the so many good anglers. Well, dude. Yeah, I mean, we've we've already Matt named Thompson. We've already named half I mean, the roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight up. Timmy Schroeder's good. I mean, there's a couple yeah. jig worming events this year. He's I won mean, a Champions Tour yeah. event. He knows. Yeah. He knows the deal. Previous record holder. Previous right. record. I mean, he's not just a winner. He's yeah. Yep. Yep. You got Willie Papa fishing again. He's yeah. Oh, dangerous yeah. Willie. I'm out there. Yeah. I mean, you got he could be air. a. You that's got another one. I mean, that's Colin. another one that Willie P Willie could be a sneaky one on whitefish. Uh, again, always in the mix. Hasn't won yet. Yep. Yeah. He could be a breakthrough. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. he's been very close a couple times. Definitely a fan favorite. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Clayton Storing, I think, is knocking That's on the That's a good door. one. Yep. Yeah. Connor O'Connor, we mentioned him. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he was. A, he didn't fish last year. Nope, nope, but he got back in this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have Connor back. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a name that, I mean, might take us back in time a little bit, but I think George Little might have a little bit of reawakening this year mm-hmm. i mean talk about a talk about a legend in the industry legend in the industry and i don't know if he gets enough legendary credit for his abilities as an angler i agree with that um george and i've got a very deep history fishing together and that man has taught me more about fishing than anybody i've ever known and uh yeah he's he's unbelievable Believable at just putting a rod in his head and go finding fish. Yeah, I mean, if yep. we're talking about experience catching bass, I mean that dude is fished, number one. He's fished yep. a classic. Fished a classic. He's won a Sturgeon Bay yeah. Open. <laughs> yeah, yep. he's won a St. Jude with Paul Newman. He's won two of them. Two of them back to back, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> that story's awesome. Yeah, but, he didn't. Yeah, need, he didn't need his partner for those either. Just to be there to be legal to have the limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's one of those guys that you get in a boat with and just go fishing and uh he's just like i'm like okay what are we gonna go do he's like we're just gonna go right over there we're gonna throw this and we're gonna catch him and he does it's just like really 
<laughs> Come on, man. But yeah. I'm just wondering, is Brian Bankston going to take top three in Lahamadu two tournaments in a row? Because he had Ooh. third in the Ooh. state tournament on Lahamadu oh. last year. That's so, right. That's right. Uh, somebody we haven't mentioned yet to me, Brian Bankston's got a lot of tournament experience. Sure. Yeah. A ton of experience. Um, and yeah, pretty dangerous anywhere we go. But Lahamadu, we put it together last year in the state tournament. Sure. So yeah. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. Yeah. If there's a topwater bite in play, I know Bankston's uh, look out for him yeah. for sure. Yeah, and yeah. he's—I mean, he's—he's he's a guy that has now he's got a lot of a turn, tournament sure. experience, but he's accumulated a pretty good amount of championship experience. Yep. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he—he knows the deal. Well, mm-hmm. he was in contention the last time we were in Minnetonka. I was just going to say that he was, was he wrecking. Leading? Him. He was wrecking mm-hmm. him oh, in the yeah. morning. Yeah, uh, he mm-hmm. was. If he did not three. take the lead, he was right. He there. was about yeah. to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he knows the game for sure. Man, there's so many. Kevin Fassbend, he's always up there. Yeah, like. he was challenging yeah. for the championship for sure. last year. Yep. Yeah. Marty the Party Thompson, this could be his year too. Yeah. Sheepers. The bottom line is, competition is stiff yes. in the Champions Tour. Yep. Mike Ulick, I mean, there's Tim Holes. <laughs> Ulick is one. I'm. Ulick is a. Yeah. You can catch him. Yep. <laughs> hands down. Yep. Tyler Barr, he was leading uh, goal, goal last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oofta. Yeah. He never lets his brother live that one down either. He keeps teasing Kyle about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little uh, family. Oh yeah, yeah. Family I don't. Battle there. I don't egg it on at all between those two <laughs> brothers at all. Michael Walters. I mean, he's won. He's on won an open. Yep. He's, he's won some stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Fishburn. I mean, Luke Gillen's fishing again. Ken yep. Quilt. He had a good finish yeah. on Vermillion last mm-hmm. year. Yep. John Gapinski. Willard's a scary guy once again. I don't think we missed anyone. No. Daniel. What about Aaron Teal? We talked about him yet? (laughs) Besides, he's the top pick for every event. I don't know if we have. (laughs) Should we talk about your new tattoo? We should. Yeah. Is that what is changing everything for you this year? Yeah, yeah. It's it's giving me a new outlook on life. New job, new tattoo, new new haircut. New haircut. Yep. Or lack thereof. Uh, but yeah, I actually got this little hair jig. Oh, oh not a good start. Not a good start. <laughs> Almost Dante Culpeppered that microphone. Oh, we were good. Mic uh, drop. Shows off no, the hair jig tattoo Dan, and Dan does a mic drop. This this forearm tattoo last week. Now I notice that's definitely marabou, not bucktail. Yeah, you can tell based on kind of the lines that he that he put into the, <laughs> into the piece. Newman's and, a big uh, bucktail hair jig. Only on certain lakes. Oh, he says it's not about the bucktail. He uses a synthetic kind of. It's kind of a poser. It's kind of like. What are a, you talking about? I've never told you what I like. I've asked you. I was like, <laughs> I tie it with the real bucktail. Do you like the? He's I like, no, been, that doesn't matter. I must have been lying it to doesn't you. Matter. I must have been just saying. Now stuff I'm questioning to sound every like, conversation we've ever lying. had. To sound like I was being smart and actually knew something. <laughs> I think we just need to re reacquaint ourselves because I don't trust a damn word you've told me ever now. <laughs> now my plan is coming together. Nice. Yep. I love the tattoo, by the way. I'm glad you it like does it. Look nice. yeah. Thank you. It, I feel like it are we gonna my get forearm a, really nice. Are we going to get a Voselka custom hair jig rod added to that tattoo? It's the beginning of a sleeve. 
and there's going to be a hair jig rod on it, and along with every single other one of my favorite lures. I just don't want to give them away too fast. Uh-huh. Ah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, if there's a chatterbait on there, like, you'd give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> what would that give away? Come on, tell me. I don't know. Do you use bucktail in your jigs? Maybe. I've been known to use a little elk hair. It's elk. hollow. It floats. Actually, yes. Elk, yes. Do you not know the subtleties in your animal fur? Wildebeest fur, honestly, is the most low-key no, tip I will ever give anybody. I can't even believe I'm saying this on the podcast, but wildebeest fur is like the sneakiest. Do you like have to like smuggle it in with rhino? <laughs> you have to get it what? from Africa. Uh, obviously, because that's where yeah. they live. Yes. Yes. You have to get it from or Africa. Or do you sneak into the Minnesota Zoo and... Steal a pinch. Customs does not seem to have an issue with it because my connection, my source, he delivers. <laughs> For Will to be stared. Yeah. All right. You think Bucktail breathes? Wait till you see a wildebeest in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. Good time to wrap it up. I think we go fit. Let's go fishing tomorrow. I'm down. Done. Let's go do media day tomorrow. Dude, I got the wildebeest. I got the. I'm breaking out the wildebeest. Is that what's on your arm? The wildebeest. It's a wildebeest media day. If I've ever seen it. So, yeah, media day anglers, look out. I got the wildebeest (laughs) tomorrow. Hey. Well, elk. Yeah. Elk fur. Next, I remember my first. Do you not know the difference? Remember my first elk jig. Are you seriously going to rip me on this? Remember my first elk jig. Did you know? Let me (laughs) let me teach you something about being a good angler. You need to know. You got to listen to the subtleties in the back of your head and the ear. Because when I said elk hair, Jack very quietly mumbled, "Well, yeah, it's hollow. Didn't you know that?" So and you totally missed that. So was bucktail. Not like elk fur. Maybe not as hollow. It's very different. Have you ever heard of an elk hair caddis for fly fishing? I just don't think he heard Ooh. wildebeest it's very dry, much. It's a dry fly that floats like a cork. Ooh. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> do you put that on the inside of your like chicken on, for added buoyancy? I feel like I'm on public radio. <laughs> do you put that on the inside of your chicken for added buoyancy? I don't know. My 15-year-old ties my chickens. <laughs> Does your fifteen-year-old? I don't have any idea what he does. The chicken for added buoyancy. I do not have any idea what he does. <laughs> you don't make him put elk hair in it. You can ground him if he doesn't. <laughs> I think I'm doing just fine. Just telling him here's what color I want, and he gives me the product. I got you. Right. And that, to be honest with you, interactive bonding experience between father and son. I think I just occasionally get to fish it and catch one on it. But I think he does just fine fish in high school with the jigs he ties. For sure. And yeah. you're telling him where to throw them. It's I good don't parenting. tell him. Not yeah. anymore. No? You make him no. scan for his own schools now? He's on his own. Really? I already told him in the pro-am, you are not allowed to take whoever your pro is to my fish. He can't. I know he can't. It's not in the rules. No, it is in the rules. That's yeah. totally him running the show. I can't go... <laughs> To all the spots Paul showed me. No. These kids. These kids. No, my kids. 
I try to teach them behavior of fish. And yes, high school fishing and this and that, they have to pick where they go, but we pre-fish together. Um, but I, you know, this year I've told Oliver flat out, I'm like, dude, this is your show. We went Chickamauga. They did the Bass High School Open down there. And, of course, the boat captain's pre-fishing with them. But I, you know, put them down shit two months before the tournament, gave them the One Boat Network app, pulled up Chickamauga. I said, dude, start marking stuff. Figure it out. You know, we're not here for me. We're here for you. And I just required to be there. And, uh, um, yeah, no, he need, they need to find their own fish. Newman and put he two days in. He's like, I got nothing. You're on your own, kid. What do I know? <laughs> no, and he's Oliver's doing fantastic. He's his passion for this sport is borderline scary. Okay, now I want to hear the Glenn Walker parenting method. Right now, it's just you, do you kids. make your kids find their own spots? Not yet. Not right yet. Now it's just getting out there. Yeah. How old are they? Seven and. Four. Oh, they can find their own spots. <laughs> <laughs> They're old enough. It's more about finding the snacks in the cooler. Oh, you don't. You got to teach them how to make their own fire. Yeah, they find their snacks in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fishing. I'm hungry. Yeah, you know where the cooler is. Dig. You don't got any rugrats running around you, do you? Uh, yes. She really? walking. Fifteen months. Well, she's walking. Yep. Yeah, she's old enough around. to find your own stuff. Snacks on the water. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. she's side scanning. She's... <laughs> Do you make yeah. your fifteen-month-old find her own snacks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to yeah. start them young. Got to teach own. them to be self-sufficient. No, she's uh, she's doing good. She's not she's not quite on the one boat network yet, but she's she's <laughs> close. She's close. Does she have an Instagram? No, no. Smart. I mean, That's one thing Ollie smart. hit on me. He's not got his own 30. Newman fishing whatever Instagram. He does. Thing yeah. that I didn't aware know of. Barracuda is the profile picture, I think. I believe it is. Yeah, he's Cuda. He's into saltwater fishing, and he's big into fly fishing. Yeah, so I like to tease him about it, but that's one passion that I can't kill because it's something different, you know. Well, he can inco- he can mesh that with bass fishing. Like there's a little oh, bit yeah. of yeah. mesh to be had with fly fishing and bass fishing. Yep. Yep. But. So well. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Let's yeah. go fishing tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah! I actually yeah. get to say that with you guys. We're on the big pond tomorrow. Yep. yep. Big big media day tournament. So we're gonna get after it. But that was like a good preview. Really yeah. got to learn a lot about the season, the anglers, and uh, you know, is really good to know what the championship lake is. Not. <laughs> nice try. Twenty days. Not not even that. Fifteen days. Yeah. Fifteen days. You're fine. Fifteen Relax. days. Relax. Patience. We're good. Big stone, whitefish, Lahamadu, and TBD. TBD. TBD is a good Champions lake. Tour 2023. We already know what the pattern is going to be at TBD. Yeah. It's a big mystery, folks. Thanks for joining us. This is Aaron Teal, Glenn Walker, Paul Newman, and Jack Gavin with Channel Five News. Checking in. Checking out.